here's why you're wrong. On the podcast known as... Trapped Under Plastic. The movie? The disco hit. Mmm. That was a reference that neither John or I understood. Maybe the comment section can help us out. Yeah, I think if we just copy-pasted that into Google, it would probably... It would probably be like a really like uh, Academy Award winning movie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, probably. That was the line in um, Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah. oh, Boogie Nights. Okay. Uh, PTA movie. Um, mm. I don't know if you guys know this, or maybe John, you don't know this either. But there are a lot of movies out there, and there's a lot to see. You could probably watch one every single day for the rest of your life, and then when you die, you still wouldn't have seen five percent of all movies in the world. Yeah. There's a lot of bad movies. That's true. I've been watching a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of my bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, I, I like do this thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to watch a movie. I feel like I either need to like have a, enough of a grasp about what it is to I can tell myself, even if it's not great, that I'm still like happy because like <laughs> my expectations are set up, right? Yeah. Just like going in blind and having like no connection to what the movie experience is going to be, I often find like, oh, that is that is shaky ground. Yeah, yeah. And also, when you are watching a movie in a group, that kind of amplifies that experience. It's like I need to find a movie that none of us have seen, but I have some kind of certainty that will be a good movie for all of the people in this group right now. That that's a level of pressure to put on yourself. It is, yeah. and like you're sitting there, and when I do that, I'm often sitting there, kind of like watching everyone else. I'm like, are they enjoying this? Do is, they like is, it? Do they like it? Because uh, if yeah. you don't, if they don't enjoy it, at least like a seven out of ten, you're a fucking shitty friend. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, that's how I feel about okay, it. I don't go that far. Yeah, I do that with my wife, too. And I'm just like, oh, man, I really feel like this is a movie. You know, I think you're going to like this or whatever. And then we're like, half, like hour, right. half hour in. And she's like, Mrr. I'm like, no. Yeah, and it's like, we don't have to watch it if you don't want to. And it's like, no, it's okay. And it's like, oh, God, we're both suffering right now. Yeah, it's like, no, I'll sit and finish it and make you feel like shit because you <laughs> sit there. Like, do something else, man. We watch Project Runway. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's the passive-aggressive Minnesota wife that we've all come to know and love. Yeah. Um, all right. Out of the preamble ramble, I went to a little town of Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And I met with eons of battle, uh, Nick and Jay, and also Sean, uh, Jay's kill team nemesis. And another person was there. Uh, and we had a grand old time. We played some kill team. I got to see their whole studio. Uh, they recently kind of moved into a new place, and they've been renovating it. And the basement was all one large room, and they've kind of uh, sectioned it off into uh, rooms that are good for their production. And there are like cables hanging from the ceiling everywhere. Oh, man. I, it was uh, it was like I could tell this was a place that was being worked in like constantly and actively. But it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun being there with those guys and playing that game. You know, I just had a revelation. What was that as I'm one to do? Yeah, <laughs> um, got a lot of those. Um, you know. Okay, so we were just talking about movies. Yes. Um, you a fan of Kevin Smith movies? Yeah, yeah. Or, or aware of them? Yes. You know, have you yes. seen you've seen Clerks? Yes, I've seen Clerks one and two, but not the third one. I've not seen the third one either. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of nervous about that. Yeah. Um, so some of the most famous characters, probably the most famous characters in the Kevin Smith universe, Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob. Yep. And I just made a fucking connection. Did you? It's Jay and Silent Nick. <laughs> Jay and Silent, whoa! Because Jay's the talky one; he's the outgoing, the super high energy one. Jay is Jay, and Nick 
is the he, he's the brains. Let's be honest, okay? Yeah. Nick Nick has all these profound ideas, or I assume he does. You just kind of look at Nick and you just assume that that hamster wheel is turning at yeah. high RPM. He's steering the eons of battleship. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Nick's up in the old the old crow's nest, <laughs> is fucking shouting that shit from up there. But Nick's down there making sure they're avoiding the rocks. Right? Okay, so for so, Christmas, Nick, you're gonna get a present from Tup. It is a long trench coat jacket and a backwards hat. You have to don it whenever you're on camera. <laughs> yeah, and then Jay has to learn all the words from the song uh, that that Jay sings. Okay. It's fuck, fuck, mother, mother, fuck. <laughs> Noinch, noinch, smoking weed, to roll in blunts. Who smokes the blunts? We smoke the blunts. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah, so you got to learn all those, and you have to perform it at Adepticon next year. <laughs> while, Should Nick, be hard. while Nick is in the trench coat doing a little dance behind you. <laughs> smoking a cigarette, yeah. 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 Th- this is this is the kind of content that Ian's a Battle really needs. Yeah, next Miles of Memories, I expect this skit to be in there. Go outside a Taco Bell, just filming their, dri- <laughs> filming their drive-thru. The fuck the cars. <laughs> It'll be great. Well, I'm glad your trip to the eons of battle hq has brought this new revelation in the future <laughs> yeah. channel, which is uh, kind of a little bit of a foreshadowing of what this topic is going to be about it's not about the future of eons of battle but maybe it will we should we should start making episodes about the features of other people's channels oh yeah it's kind of like our they're, going, they're going downhill i don't know <laughs> it's like react content it's, yeah yeah you know yeah. because that i mean that's going been going on for like four plus years now of it being the hottest yes. thing is react content yes maybe we can innovate in the react content we do is like we do a little mystery science theater of watching their videos and then we we predict the future okay look at this fucking guy look what he's doing what yeah. is he he's still talking about this yes christ man move on move on that's when we like truly run out of all ideas <laughs> and then we just react to other people's content you don't need to have any unique ideas yeah no honestly i i do think that react kind of content does have some fun value i watch it so it's not like it's a bad thing uh maybe though maybe we can have like a little segment like react to some shorts or some shit like that yeah gosh look at this getting ahead of ourselves wow, already doing business okay. anyways i played a game kill team i played against his new fangled uh space goats the uh beastmen who are now in the 40k universe with a kill team faction oh they're I, so cool models they are freaking cool i play with my novitiate kill team and the uh the space goats have this new rule called frenzy everyone in the army has it when i kill them uh with shooting especially which happens a lot in kill team um they don't die they have an opportunity to activate once more and man, they like can immediately do, or on their next turn on their ne- on their next activation, whatever he chooses to go with that person. Oh, and that, that you know, a space goat can do a lot in an activation. Uh, so it's kind of, it's kind of nice to have like this. Uh, basically, he has this thing that means I will never die to purely shooting. Uh, he can die in combat, um, but not in shooting. And so he can like basically soak everything up run in dive bomb nuke like one or two sisters and then die and, and so it's and he's kind of you know it's kind of a horde one as well so he has like uh, 10 models so it's like uh it's hard it was hard he, he uh, basically what i'm saying right now is that you lost i lost and <laughs> it wasn't my fault right. <laughs> no it, it was it was a good game but yeah, i lost like 11 to 5 it was brutal oh it sounds like attrition goats you know like yeah. they're just like you can't outgrind us yeah it, it came down to i think he had two minis left and i had two minis left but he was making headway every single round with the veeps oh he I, got that veeps on veeps action he did so i couldn't keep up but that was that's my first preamble ramble topic i really like that that kind of a, a rule system is especially when it's done kind of uniquely 
for certain factions. Like in Corn for Age of Sigmar, they have certain models, and it might even be now either on the scrolls or, or something. But I know historically there's certain models or certain units that have that ability where if they got if the model was removed in combat, it always happened in melee though. Mm. So it was like they don't care where the blood flows as long as the blood is flowing. Okay, okay. Right? So if they're killed before you remove the model, it immediately gets to swing with its attack. Yeah, that's fun. It's fun to be able to do the fun thing with your model. Yeah, they basically took that idea and gave it to every single model in Shatterpoint, but not that they get to swing. It's just like you can only take a certain amount of damage per turn, and you can't take any more than that. Mm-hmm. And so it makes the game. Just uh, extends the the game because it doesn't extend the game. It makes your model stay alive longer, so you can play with them and do fun things. Everyone yeah. wants to play with their toys. You know? I know, I know, I love that. There's less less feel bad moments. All right, so I think uh, okay, I got two preamble things. Okay, two and a half, and, and mostly not related to miniature painting. But one is <laughs> one of them is, and one of them is uh, immediately after. Well, not immediately after recording this episode. So we're gonna record this episode. We're gonna. We're gonna have a, a a working lunch, I think, is what we call it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's where we play. Uh, you're gonna teach me how to play Flesh and Blood. Yes, I, I got. Yes, bought, I bought a deck. I have eight decks. I brought it with. One's one's all I'm gonna need. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, until I play, and then I get the fucking <laughs> get the crack itch, dude. Yeah, uh, me and some some friends already have uh, a limited. Uh, plan in mind, a limited format plan, which I think that means something in Magic as well. It is where you buy a bunch of boosters and make decks and shit. Yeah, yeah. So we have a plan to do that. It's Dude. getting it's getting fucking dicey, bro. Have you done any looking to see if there's any like systems or like community agreed upon or even by the company their format of how they do limited? Yes, they have it two. Exists. They have two limited versions. One's more casual. One seems to be more competitive. So we're gonna go with the more casual one. Yeah, and you get your you just dip your toe in the pool. You yes. know. Yes. So. Yeah, so after we do that, um, I'm getting in my truck and I'm driving to Sam Lenz's house. Yes. And so this weekend is TMX, the Tabletop Minions Expo. So I'm driving over there. Vince is going to be getting off the plane a little bit before I get there. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna we're gonna coordinate at at Sam's house. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna grill. Who knows where the night takes us? Mm. And then uh, Saturday, Sunday is Tabletop Minions Expo. So Sam, Vince, and I, were all teaching a couple of one-hour classes. I'm looking forward to having some fun with that. Teach some mini painting, hanging out, maybe playing some games, maybe just painting some minis. I brought some more Relic Blade minis along. Okay. Because uh, those are the minis that I had built and primed. And like, <laughs> That's all I need right yeah. now. I did not have extra time to, to do any more packing than I already had to do. And... Um, I don't know. Never been to this. Apparently, it's kind of low key. It's kind of more of a you know smaller community thing. I think typically it's around fifty ish people that come. Okay. I think it might be more this year. Okay. Right. You know, because we. Yeah, I imagine it grows every year. Yeah, it's been growing every year. I think this is going to be kind of their big, um, kind of come to Jesus post COVID moment <laughs> for TMX. I think this is going to be a big one. This would be fun. I didn't realize how close. Uh, Ian's battle are, and maybe they'll show up. Maybe I don't know. I should probably message Jay right after this and be like, "Hey, motherfucker, yeah, Noinch, get up there." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I also did not know how close they were to like my original hometown, and so uh, the only, I was able to go there because I visited some friends in uh, Southeast Wisconsin uh, for Memorial Day, and I just stayed for an extra day. Uh, and with that extra day, I uh, I went up to visit them on Memorial Day, and so it was. Uh, it's, I I mentioned like I like I I visit Wisconsin like 
at least four times a year. And they're like, whenever you're here, let us know. And I was like, all right. So I have a, I have a standing open invitation to the Eons Battle uh, Studio if you ever need to Trojan horse yourself in there. Yeah, dude. Put me in your backpack. Yeah, okay. Pretend you're a hockey player for one day. <laughs> yeah. Put me in your hockey Use my pads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a goalie after this, uh, so for a little what? bit. So Why is it like 170 pounds? Why are you struggling so much, Scott? Don't worry Don't about it. Don't worry that. about it. Yeah, so yeah, just get me in the garage. I'll take it from there. <laughs> Just plant plant you in the garage. You're just in the middle of playing a game, and I just like fall through the drop ceiling, <laughs> hanging by cables and shit. Yeah, you got like you got ah! some fucking like goggles on or some <laughs> shit. Mission. Yeah. It just got there's just like a it just drops like a like a nine millimeter with the with the with silencer on it, and they're like, "What is going on? Don't worry about it." You just start blasting people. What the fuck is happening? Uh, all right, I played another game of Kill Team against Dan last night. So we got the kill team juices flowing in Milwaukee, and then I wanted to, uh, because I kind of had remembered the rules, yeah. other than the fucking cover rules in that game, my God, they're confusing, uh, I wanted to play again, and so I played against Dan in his compendium Space Marines with my novitiates again, and I, sl- I slapped him around. The uh, compendium Marines aren't the greatest faction, um, and he started out really strong, but then uh, the uh, sisters took over, and I, I ended up winning at, some, I don't know, maybe like... Maybe like ten to like seven or something like that, but it was uh, killed. Him, killed him to a man. All of the marines died. Oh gosh, that is not how it works in the lore at all. No, it does not. It never does. A bunch of non sisters of battles uh, novitiates uh, punking out a bunch of space marines. That does not yeah. happen normally. I I do. So I got uh, I got one of the boxes, the boarding boarding pass box for orcs, which I did the uh, boss snicker out out of. But in that box, there is the like the full kill team, the newer orc ones. Mm-hmm. That's that's in there. Mm-hmm. So. I kind of want to go. I want to build that, paint that, and play Dan, and to do the most anti-lore thing any anywhere where I just have like like eight orcs kill five marines with like wrenches and toasters and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I mean, we've read the books, right? That's not what have happens. You? Have you? We've read the books. I've read books on Space Marines, yes. Yeah. It's like one Space Marine kills 3,000 Tyranids or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, like one Space Marine on one drop pod can take over an entire planet of, of Imperial Guard like, yeah. on a weekend. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, maybe a three-day weekend. That's their hobby. <laughs> yeah, they just go through and they suddenly, like, it's so hilarious how, like, their bolter gun is described as, like, like it is equivalent to like a nuclear missile in yeah. power that it has. Right, you're like you're like lo- like your bullets are grenades. Yes. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, he, he's like he lines up one shot and shoots someone two cities over or yeah. something. Yeah, 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 it's a Kill, missile. Kills seven families along the way and the bullet just keeps <laughs> going. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. God, those books are dumb. Yeah, it's oh. you know, it's what what did you call it? Someone called it bolter porn. It's bolter porn. Bolter porn. Yeah, it's that's what they are. And hey, for what that is, they do their job well. And yeah, if, if you're you signing en- up for it, and if you enjoy that, and that is just kind of like some popcorn flick kind of entertainment, you're like, wrong. Uh, that also, <laughs> uh, no shade on that. Like you know, we, we all like different cool things, and sometimes. Uh, your cool things are wrong. So, <laughs> all right. So my uh, my last preamble ramble. Um, Scott, you ever play a, a little video game called um, 
called World of Warcraft. Do you ever play this game? Maybe. Maybe that game consumed hundreds of hours of my life in high school, and I definitely don't regret it. No, I don't regret it. Uh, but yes, I played a fuckload of World of Warcraft. Okay, well, did you play in like vanilla, uh, Burning Crusade, Wrath of Lich King, that kind of era? I hit 60, and then Burning Crusade came out two weeks later. Okay, fine. So I never experienced the high World War grind, but I got in and I played predominantly during Burning Crusade and a little bit during Wrath. Um, but yeah, mostly Burning Crusade. Okay. Yeah, you're, then you're going to be right in the fucking pocket for what I'm about to tell you. Oh, shit. Okay, so this is a thing that's kind of been going on. It started off as a real slow thing about three years ago, and it's been getting more and more momentum to a point where later this summer, I don't know exactly when, Blizzard's, Blizzard is going to be releasing their own servers for this version of classic World of Warcraft. It is called Hardcore Classic World of Warcraft. <laughs> As it stands right now, there's a European server and there's a United States server that are on the official WoW Classic uh, server selects. And then there's an add-on. So you buy this. You don't buy it. It's free. This third-party add-on. And it is Hardcore mode. Okay. Okay. So there are rules. Um, first of all, there you, you cannot use the auction house. You cannot use your mailbox. You cannot trade with any anyone. So all these things are disabled by using the add-on. So there's no cheating allowed. Okay. Okay? It's hardcore. One one life to live. You die, your character's deleted. <laughs> okay? Yeah. That, that idea seems incompatible with the idea of an RPG. But uh, oh, oh, man. That's why there is never more fucking stressy fucking moments in a video game. What the fuck? Then you put in like 30 hours into a character and you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, you're going to die. Like, you're fucking dead. Okay? All right. So here's the other things. You cannot group with anyone. What the fuck, dude? You can't group. You can't get up. You can't get help. Like, you can run around like buff people. It's not like super hard, you know, hard enforced that way. But, like, you can't go around and basically, like, power level somebody or whatever. Okay. You can run every dungeon instance in the game one time. Okay. Per character life. Okay. So if there's quests in it, if there's whatever, like you got to make sure one dungeons are fucking deadly in classic. Wow. Yeah. You got to make sure your people know their shit. Yes. And you got to get all your quests done in one run. And you got to hope that the one blue item or whatever that drops off the thing, the guy drops it and you get the roll or whatever. This seems like the most miserable experience ever. Okay. I thought so too. <laughs> Like how like you de incentivize like the end game, right? You de incentivize PvP and PVE because you don't want to lose out on your investment of your character, or or like you you will take as little risk as possible. That's what it sounds like. I mean, it sounds like that. It does sound like that. Okay. Okay. So I started a character. <laughs> level one. Level one or Hunter, baby. Okay, or Hunter. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, he died at level 15. Mm. Um, was that? How, how many hours of investment? Uh, probably, two, three, four? Uh, yeah, probably about four or five hours. Okay. Let's say five hours. Okay. Um, and my death was my own fucking fault, and I'm dumb. Because <laughs> I got... I never played a hunter before. Okay. I never played. I played... Uh, Druid was my main... Um, I started and got... In Classic, I started a Undead Rogue and got him to... 60 or whatever you know 50 whatever max level was in classic 60. and then joined a raiding guild and they had like no druids so doing molten core and Ixian and shit and, like they had like one druid max level druid and didn't 
play very much. So I'm like, fuck this. I played Druid is my main in, in EverQuest. So I'm like, I'm fucking switching over to Torin Druid, baby. So uh, you switched after joining this guild and leveled up an entirely new character to 60? Yeah, yeah. This is back in Classic. And then, so I got to 60 in like a week and a half. God damn, dude. dude. College no-lifer right there. Um, <laughs> yes. so, so I know, I, I know Druid. I knew Rogue. Um, and then I started, I, I kind of redid when Classic relaunched. Um, and I did a, a orc warriors. So I knew a bit of warrior. I've never done a hunter, but hunters are good for. I figure for hardcore experience, right? You got a pet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Pets are pets are badass. They yeah. get, you get your safety. Whatever. Good, at, good at kiting. Good at kiting. Yeah, yeah. Good at like ch- you getting fucking training. It was like, oh god, I accidentally pulled three mobs. I'm gonna fucking die here. Have the pet each attack each one. There you go. Pull egg girl, get the fuck out. There you go. Right. Your pet dies. You can resummon your pet. Yeah. So anyway. Um, there's a fucking rare spawn elite that spawned in the in near crossroads or something. One of those pig dudes, those uh, Quillbane, Quillmore, Quill somethings. <laughs> and I fucking thought I had it, and I I did have it. Like I would have killed it, and then I had <laughs> a three fucking. Ad, I love this story, dude. <laughs> fucking three ad respawns are right on my fucking face. Oh, I got, GG. I got, I you know I. I fucking hamstrung one, set the pet on all of them, took the fuck off. The mistake I made uh, was I used a healing potion instead of a swiftness potion. I got the fuck out of there, but that thing was a caster, and it just fucking... You got Fain Death yet? F-15? Or is that, no, that, you that's get, super you don't, late? You don't get it until like 30. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. that, that's the get-out-of-jail-free card yeah, with, dude. With, with, with mobs. Yeah, dude. So I was like... I just sat there and stared at the fucking gray screen when you're sitting in the graveyard, and I'm like... Oh. No, man. No. Okay, so how do you feel now? Okay. I felt I turned the fucking game off. I'm like, fuck yeah, this. Yeah. Fuck this shit. shit. <laughs> Next day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I start up a new fucking hunter, named him Django. <laughs> yeah. We're fucking going. Where am I going? He's level seven now. Okay. Okay. You know, he's doing okay. Okay. Django, he's a little, he's not yet unchained, but <laughs> I was shocked that I was willing to do it all over. Yeah. It's so goddamn fun because your heart races. And so here's the thing you're saying you play super safe. Like, um, you can, you should. There's a, there's an unspoken rule in hardcore wow is dungeon equals death. Yeah. And, Cave equals death. Okay, and and so you go in a cave, you're you're gonna be in trouble. Like you just don't know. Here's the here's the X factor of this fucking game that I do not like, and I'm I don't I'm thinking they're gonna still keep it when they put the official server up, but they have this random respawn mechanic, which the amount of people in an area or a zone affects how quickly the mobs respawn. So there's a bunch of level fucking ten dudes in this area. The mobs will respawn in like a minute. So you really got to be fucking careful because shit will just pop on you. And so that is how you died. That's how I died on that character was the respawn. I cleared them. I cleared all the shit around to get to that dude. And they fucking popped too soon. My internal timer. Like I have a, I have an MMO internal timer on yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was way off. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, was too, it was too deep down inside. If you had too many cobwebs on it, you got dusted off from those college no-lifer days. Yeah, I know, I know. So that was my, that was my experience. Um Unfortunately, that that is probably either going to be on hiatus or or be done because fucking Diablo Four, baby, Diablo yeah. Four. I did the pre order to get all the uh, to get the early access. Are you wait? Did you start playing yesterday? No, I downloaded the whole game yesterday, um, but then I had to pack. I didn't finish up my video for that's coming out tomorrow as of this recording. I had to get everything done for the 
whatever. So I had the game all downloaded, but like the like four days early you get to play uh, because I got the bigger dollar amount pre order. <laughs> You're I'm not be a, fucking gone. Yeah, all that. yeah. Did not plan that so damn so you're gonna be at tmx gonna be like man i should have brought my laptop oh there you go this big beefy laptop yeah, yeah dude just bring this this big old asus just like whoo, the fans <laughs> yeah, yeah. um while i'm at a tabletop gaming expo I'm like shut the fuck up guys <laughs> Gr- i'm gaming over here I'm grinding on my rogue damn dude you know honestly you're making me want to play wow right now dude, i, I don't- Let's do it. When when WoW hardcore classic servers come out, let's fucking do it. There is a thing you can do in this one, and I don't know how they're going to change things. They have their. It sounds like Blizzard said they're going to change some things. First thing they're going to do, which I think is fucking gangster as all get out, is you can duel people to the fucking death. God damn! They're gonna en- they're gonna enter it in the game for your own factions. Like you challenge someone to a duel to the death, the person that dies, the fucking character deleted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they do have in in this with the add-on they have a, a system that's called duo or trio so if you make your characters at the same time and you you pull up the add-on and you click duo at level one and you put in their name say we started a duo characters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay you have to be in the same zone okay okay you can level together you can share loot you can do free-for-all loot and all that shit so you okay. get all that benefits okay you have to be online at the same time so you can't like also level when I'm not there. Okay. If one of us dies, we both die. <laughs> Fucking a, dude. Okay, so so right now it's an add-on, but Blizzard is going to make it a an official thing at some point. Yeah, it's been it's become so popular. Like if you go, for the past like probably six months, maybe not quite that long, if you went to Twitch and you looked at WoW streams, like the top ten views. The top ten channels at any given time for the most viewers are all playing classic hardcore. Okay. No one's playing retail. None of that shit. <laughs> yeah, and there's a ton of con- like it's it's become a very popular thing in like YouTube videos. And also the crazy thing is the add-on um, also like somehow through their own servers or some shit it records. Okay, records what? It records you playing. Like video or yes, okay. So what they do with it is they mostly like it sounds like for the most part it's all scrapped, or it's got such so long of a turnaround of it being scrapped. But they can go to that to review to find out if you're doing any cheating or whatever. But more importantly, okay, it saves the like sixty or thirty seconds prior oh. to any character's <laughs> death and dying. Yeah. So then that the the company that makes this add on puts out compilations. <laughs> And you talking <laughs> you talk about react videos, dude. Go watch some fucking go watch some fucking Asmund Gold reacts to fucking classic <laughs> wild character deaths. Asmund Gold is such a an interesting creature. Oh my god. <laughs> like I love his video about how to make steak. Like I just love I love how apathetic he is about the things that don't matter to him. And he's so okay with that. Yeah. And it's just it's just beautiful to see. Yeah, he's you could tell like he's he's been big for so long to the point where he's just like I just uh, for his own, probably his own mental health and everything. He's like, I just going to be me. Yeah, and I'm not going to give a fuck about right. other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What other people think. Yeah, and he just like shoots a video in his treehouse in his backyard <laughs> yeah. on his phone. It's, it's beautiful. Whatever. I hated that fucking guy when I first started watching. My buddy turned me on. I'm like, this fuck guy is so stupid and full of shit. And then I realized it wasn't an act. Like he he plays a character and he like he knows how to like. T- like tweak the dial yeah. to know the things that are really going to bother people 
and like he'll he'll play it up and if you kind of watch him you can just see occasionally like he'll smirk like he's got inside jokes that he will never like make public that they were inside jokes <laughs> it's just like he rewards you for watching him by like seeing the bullshit he he twists people's knobs yeah. or whatever but and i get it, he's a polarizing figure people don't like him or whatever and i i don't i don't love him but i i, I respect his game yeah. <laughs> i respect his game so let's that, talk about wow let's fuck let's just change this to a wow okay i have one wow story i want to share okay i leveled okay. up a warrior an undead warrior uh but i had a friend who played alliance and i wanted to play with him he's not a real friend no he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't did he play a fucking paladin he's dead to me now i you know what i think i'm sure he did he may <laughs> he may have um he's a twat <laughs> <laughs> well i wanted to play warrior with him and okay. so i made a gnome warrior except that sounded like the dumbest memeiest thing i could make oh yeah for sure but i was like i've already done this I don't need to do this again. And so I paid someone else to level it up to 70 for me. Oh, my God. That, that's probably the scummiest video game thing I've ever, I've ever done. Paid someone else to log into my WoW account to level up my gnome to 70 so I could just play with my friend. Uh, but, yeah, that, I, I did that. Yeah, that, I mean, probably a good use of money. And you're thinking about yeah. how much you probably paid this guy in China a buck an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, I, can't, I wish I could remember how much it cost, but it was not a significant amount because I could afford it in, like, high school. Yeah, uh, with my like with my shoe salesman uh, salary twenty five dollars so. <laughs> something like that yeah <laughs> I love it. I love that yeah that's should we move on to miniature painting I guess we could talk about what we painted now let's talk you got some motherfucking blueberries over here yeah dude I got some you're painting ultramarines what's wrong with you this is these are the new terminators that just came out in the Leviathan box Ooh, very termy and I was like oh when I first saw them and I first kind of looked at them I'm like. You know, they're not that much different from a Primaris because they're primaris sized But when you put a Primaris dude next to them, they fucking dwarf them. Those guys are f like machines. They're big boys. They are big. So this was a video where I wanted to, I just, it was the open-ended question. How fast can I paint a squad of Warhammer models? And so it was a speed paint that I didn't set a time limit for myself, but I just painted as fast as I could. Um, to see to to a level that I felt uh, I was gonna feel I don't want to say proud of, but not ashamed of. Right when they're done, I'd say I speed painted these, but they're not just kind of like ugh yucky, right, bro? These are so far from yucky. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. There, there's one fucking there's one key step that makes all the fucking difference of why those look good. And if you're a member of the Patreon, you'll get that. In the extended episode of this podcast, I'm going to talk Ooh. about the thing that, uh, that a patron of the podcast or of your patron, this, this patron okay. right here, trapped okay. under plastic. In the extended version of the podcast, we talk about one of the things we talk about is uh, something new we've tried, and the thing that I did with these with an airbrush made all the difference. I'm going to give you a little hint, <laughs> give you a little hint, Scott. White ink, but not at the beginning. Not a zenithal. There's a step. With white ink. White ink the god. Yes. Okay. You probably could look at him and maybe figure it out now, but maybe not. Maybe I'm not, not gonna lie. I've already read the uh, the the podcast document. And Damn I know it! What the so secret. you know, you know the <laughs> secret is. Um, these look fantastic. I, I mean, you could have like done a lot less. And I think these would still look really good. You can certainly see where I phoned it in, like all the silvers. Yeah, but whatever. Like that. You don't matter. see that shit for the first, you know, thirty seconds. You look at them. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the armor and you're looking at the helmets, right? That, that is it. Yeah, that is absolutely it. Like, there's a lot of shit that's not like painted. 
are different all colors like, than the blue. All the gobbledygook. Yeah, but the thing is, all the pipes is and on, shit on all the box art. So I looked at the box art and all the shit in the assembly guides and everything painted in yeah. ultramarine colors. That shit is blue on theirs. You didn't paint the knee joint rubber things black. Oh, I did not. How could you? I, I actually kind of think just you know now what? realized I forgot that step. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it does not matter. I looked them all over as I'm painting them, and the clock's running. And I'm like, what am I missing? What am I missing? And I never saw that shit. These guys don't have as these guys don't have as much rubbery, you know, knee pad behind the knees shit as the regular Ultramarines do or they regular don't. Space Marines. They do. don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's all about that base. Finding the time to uh, to where you're gonna sink your hours in. For sure. You know? And so doing a little bit of a sponge chipping, a little bit when I, I do that before I do edge highlighting so I can quickly kind of hit a couple of those spots too. Um, so five hours and 16 minutes was what it took me to paint that unit. And that's not a super speedy time, but it's also they're, they're five pretty chonky boys. They're big, yeah. And they're so much fucking edges to edge highlight. Yeah. So many edges. So of those five hours and 16 minutes, one hour and 40 minutes of it was that giant lighting. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like I was rushing a lot of that, too. And there's actually kind of there's some edges that are like corners and shit that there's a second layer of edge highlighting for a little bit more of a of a pop to that. But that was the majority of it, you know, doing that. It took a little low. It took me about 30 minutes to paint the whole bases, too, which, um, you know, I probably could have cut a step or two off of that. But. You know, not knowing how long each thing was going to take and just kind of like going into it, having fun, painting something quick. Um, and then I put the other the other thing that was a little bit higher effort, obviously, is the white. So the white helmets and then that dude's the captain's red helmet. So. That's cool. I'm going to join you in painting a 40K squad here. Uh, I have a buddy who wants to play. What is it called? Combat Patrol? Like the small version of 40K? Yeah, it's just a box. You, you buy a box, you paint the shit in the box. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to paint a 40K squad because um, inspiration has struck. Yeah. Uh, and I have the coolest scheme, at least to me, in my mind for Dark Eldar. Um, I don't want to go too in-depth to it because we have a podcast to a topic about 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 kind of about it um but uh i'm very inspired right now to paint a 40k squad uh and so i want to i want to give it a shot and obviously i don't want to spend a ton of time on it yeah um and i think i think an hour and five an hour and a bit of change per model is like the fucking sweet spot yeah like my skeletons who are significantly smaller than these guys took like 45 minutes a mini and i think that i think that for me allows me to get like the the effect that i'm going for i think the key to it and these guys lend themselves to it really well is your primary color your main you need to have something that's going to take up at least 40 percent of the model mm -hmm, ideally mm -hmm. these guys this is like fucking like 85 percent of the model is that you need to maximize use of the airbrush because I'm not a precision airbrush kind of a guy, but being able to have that really good looking and cover a large amount of your square footage of your model with that airbrush, it just feels like you just like you just you got an early start. Yeah, you know, everyone's at the starting block and you start running before the the pistol sounds. Yeah, your Necrons, your Taos, your Space Marines, all these models with with kind of a mono color, very fast, and then like. I think even with the Dark Eldar, because all their armor shit, like you can do a lot of that this really, true. Yeah. really cool thing to just do the armor, and then you're bringing out 
the brush. Like for me, once I brought out the brush, I never went back to the airbrush. And that's mostly just kind of be from an efficiency standpoint. But I don't think that's like hard and fast. You you don't go back to it. But I just found like it was a really good mental feeling of like, okay, this tool is down. Now my next tool, I'm going to crank these out to the end. Mm-hmm. It, it just it was something about it made me feel really good like oh you checked a big box off and now you don't have to go back to that and worry about like cleaning it again and then remix and shit and and all that kind of stuff so yeah what did you paint scotty i painted bangalore um a character from apex legends a video game that's in the battle royale genre and my favorite one in the battle royale genre uh because it's super fast paced. It's first person. PUBG and Fortnite are both third person, and I love a first person shooter. It's my favorite kind of video game, um, and uh, it's just so fast and snappy. It reminds me so much of Crisis, and I love playing Crisis. Um, and Bangalore, of all the characters uh, that are out, I haven't tried a lot of the new ones. If I'm being totally honest, um, but my favorite is Bangalore. Um, and uh, the company that made the board game for Apex Legends, Glass Cannon Unplugged, wanted to run a, a couple of, of ads on my channel. And one of them involved uh, painting a mini that I agreed to as long as they gave me the STL so I could print them for myself. Because I was able to get a little bit of a higher quality model than the ones they sent me or the, the board game ones. Mm, yeah. And so they did that for me. I was super appreciative of that. Um, and then I made a little a little diorama that kind of reminded me of the world of Apex Legends and Skulltown and all those locations that I love uh, from the map. And uh, you mentioned something about where I had fun in this model. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell where you had fun. Yeah, <laughs> the base building. Yeah. Um, so I, there, dang it, there was this uh, this YouTuber. So when Alex was over, uh, Swedish Alex uh, from Fifty Two Miniatures, he showed me this channel. That I can't remember the name of, but I will link it down in the description below. But this channel made a diorama of oh, shoot. Who's the guy in I can't remember his name. Who's the guy in Patriot? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. He made a, a diorama of Mel Gibson getting pulled over in Malibu. So he's like, it's he, he it's drunk Mel Gibson, a cop car. And like, and then like a diorama. It's it's the goofiest thing to make a fucking diorama out of. But the point of the video is, I you, know what that channel is too. I can't think of the name of it. It's something fingers, Bob, Bob, Bobby fingers. Yeah, is that what it is? Okay, um, guy does a lot of sculpting. He does, yeah. but he he does a lot of everything. He I shows saw the Steven you Steven Seagal one. Have you seen the Steven Seagal one? Yes, I, that, yeah, <laughs> I saw that one and the Mel Gibson one. Um, but they're they're amazing videos because he he goes through. Just so much. He sculpts a one-to-one replica of, of, of a face of Steven Seagal. He'll 3D scan it, scale it down, fix it in ZBrush, print it out, paint it, make the diorama, scratch build the cop car. He does all of these things. The, the point of the video is just to expose you to all this awesome tooling and skill. And so I was like, I'm going to do a very small version of that. And I'm going to start with what I think is the most interesting thing to an average person, which is the the... Everything that's not miniature painting. Yes. So in the video, I actually miniature painting is the last section in the video, and I do, I do some custom sculpting, I do some three D supporting, three D printing, I do some some scratch building with the base. I use my final cutter. I try I try to use as many tools as possible just to make the the video more engaging, but also because I love making tiny little dioramas. Yeah, it's it's, it's so much fun. It's such a good like encapsulated scene on such a small base. Yeah. It's so hard to do that in a way that doesn't feel cluttered. And I often feel nervous about 
adding the level of stuff you have on here because I feel it will be cluttered and you do it in a way that it doesn't at all. It doesn't feel claustrophobic. Thank you. To the model. The only thing I was thinking that would make this better is if you had like a person, another character that was like laying dead and you just see the top half of them on here yeah. and then you repost her so she's mid teabag. <laughs> you got to fucking teabag your kills. Dude. Yeah. Dude, actually, <laughs> regarding teabagging, one thing I love about Apex, Apex Legends is there are finishers in that game. So like most battle royales, you can knock someone, but they don't fully die because their teammates can revive them. So if someone is knocked... Slowly crawling. Yeah. If someone's knocked and crawling around, you can walk up to them and you can use a finisher. Uh, and you can like pay for like different kinds of finishers, but they're basically like a form of disrespect. And so you walk up and Bangalore's finisher, she takes her, takes her, her smoke uh, launcher, which is non-lethal, but she'll launch a smoke grenade right at your fucking face and it bounces <laughs> off of you and she grabs it and puts it back in the smoke launcher and walks off. <laughs> uh, it's so fucking badass. It just donks you on the dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's fucking great. But yeah, it was so much fun to make that little diorama. Um, I love doing things like that. But despite all my... Uh, video editing tricks uh, to make the video more appealing to the average viewer. The video totally tanked. It is uh, a very terribly performing video, which is, I, I can't figure it out. Whenever I do a video game related model, it always does shit. Uh, I don't know what it is because it's like, it's the same thing as all my other videos. I'm painting a miniature, um, but uh, they just seem to not do very well. I don't know why. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a good question. I don't know if I know the answer, if I had to put some kind of guesstimate. I think it's probably too far removed from the n the newer audience, right? So the audience you're trying to reach in, in the more video game side, it's probably too far removed from their interests to, or it wouldn't come up on their algorithm to even see that it exists. Unless you got enough traction with your core audience. Why it doesn't do as well with the core audiences, it's the only thing I can think of there is like they, enough of them feel like, oh, this isn't a video for me. It's for video game people. Yeah. You know, I'm just guessing. I don't know. Yeah. And I kind of thought about that. And so I, I titled it Making a, uh, a Miniature Sci-Fi Diorama. And I was like, okay, if I... Because if you're an average person and you see this thumbnail of this model and you don't know about Apex Legends, you're not going to know that it's a video game necessarily. But I do talk about it in the very beginning of the video. So maybe that like kind of turns people off and they just close the video and that affects the stats and then obviously what the CTR of the video is. Um, I don't know. Uh, but I, you know, I fucking love doing it. I love video games and so I'm going to keep doing it until I figure it out, what the what the code is. Yeah, okay. Here's Here's... Here's one you, way to see the wrenches on the pole. Yeah, I did okay. see them little, yeah, little blue gray wrenches. I love them wrenches. Here's here's one thing you could do. Let's let's dig deep in the old clickbaity uh, YouTube algorithm. We're digging deep. What if you what if you titled it something like? Well, one, I think you probably want a picture of maybe a close up of head and shoulders of uh, Bangarang, which is what I every time you say Bangarang, bang I just I think of Hook starring uh, calm Dustin down, Hoffman. Calm down, Rufio. Uh, I think of Bangarang. So you have like Bangarang from the video game, head and shoulders on the thumbnail on one side, mm -hmm. and the other side you have that and maybe a little arrow or something, right? You want the instant visual recognition from the video game people, yeah. And then you have showing this, and then the title is something like 
um, I turned Apex Legend into a real miniatures game or something like that, right? So you're showing, you're keeping it open-ended enough to what you're actually doing because the product in the product for you is really high quality video that was very fun to watch whether for me anyway. Oh, thank you thank you i really enjoyed that video you have the product you can stand behind that you just want them to get in the front door and you then you know they're going to enjoy it so how do you open the door wide enough for enough people want to come in and that's where it's just like well you gotta you gotta try to find a weird way that that like they go ooh, what yeah. Yeah. And so I think something like that may, I mean, I don't know. We'll try something like that next time. Yeah. Yeah. Or I can change the thumbnail now. I will say the only time that a video game video has done well for me, which I believe is well is like over 150K views, is the video that I made about Heroes of New Earth. And I think it did so well because the title and thumbnail was a banger because I literally paid 2200 Yes, dollars for that model, and that—that's what the title and thumbnail is. It's like, why did I pay this much money for uh, this much money for a miniature? But the weird thing is, is the entire VO in that video is all about video games and Han. I don't talk a single bit about miniature painting. Oh, uh, now I mentioned that at, at the very end, but I don't talk at all about technique, about nothing. I just show the footage and then talk about MOBAs and Han and what video games mean to me. And I thought for sure that video would bomb. Because I don't talk about painting at all, but uh, apparently it was interesting enough to at least get that kind of viewership, which was was interesting to me. What we've learned here is the actual content of your video means fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you mentioned the dollar on thing. That's so fucking crazy. Um, maybe we're just a little bit more in the weeds than our average uh, top viewer, or maybe you're probably you out there are probably prime uh, consumers of YouTube content. But putting a dollar figure. In the title of a video, it just like moths to a fucking flame. Yeah. People just watch that shit. And I I did it, I think I did it one time when I did my kit bash, my chaos kit bash. Yeah, thing. and that video and it wasn't was even a, that yeah, that was like my first big video. Yeah. Like like the first video that really took off for me. And it wasn't even a big dollar amount. It was like I I used two hundred dollars in Warhammer to make a custom KS model or something like that was the title of it. Right. It was $200. Right. It wasn't even like, this. we're not talking Mr. Beast money. Yeah. You know, we're not talking oh, about. Okay, you're relating it to Mr. Beast. Now now I see where you're coming from. Yeah, definitely. That, that is like the, right, that, that is the tidal wave that everyone's trying to catch a wave off. Sure, right? sure, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is, that is, it becomes like a part of the culture of YouTube. And it's the same thing with like the Fiverr shit. When that was popular, it's, there's, there's these waves and then they just kind of like, spread to universal success in the different niches mm. and the dollar amount one i think it probably still holds up um i actually am planning a video about that that actually i got the idea from people posting in the top facebook group nice um where i'm maybe i'll just put it out in the universe now because i already i commented on that post where people are showing this crazy shit from micromark and so in the post, I'm like, if you you guys have any weird shit from Micromark, dude, you so want to get weird shit. I'm like, make a list here. I will buy it all, so you don't have to, and I'll fuck with it. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, there's a video. I spent two thousand dollars at Micromark for stupid hobby shit. Let's yeah. see if it works. Boom. I don't even know what the video is about or whatever. 
But I know that's going to do well. It's, I mean, God, did you buy a tiny table saw? I, I haven't bought anything yet. Okay, okay. It just came up this week. There is so much shit in that magazine. It is, the it, ca- is it is amazing. Dude, the catalyst for it was a little camera that connects to your fucking paintbrush that magnifies the fucking model face or model, and then it, it you can have it through your play on your fucking cell phone. Seriously? You see the magnify? I will get that. It is going to be fucking garbage. And Dude, I can't wait. I'm here for it. That is, I mean, that could be your thumbnail. Just like a fucking brush with a goddamn scope on it. Oh, uh, yeah. Fucking sniper painter. That is amazing. That's yeah. A, that's a great idea for a video. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. So I put that out in the universe now, not having bought the shit yet. So if someone else beats me to it, I'm going to track them down and hang them by their toes upside I'm on, down. I'm on top of this shit. I'm going to bust up that catalog right after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Leave through it. All right, that's what we painted, but where'd you guys paint? Let us know in the Facebook top group, which you can find linked in the show notes and description below. We have a wonderful community there that uh, shares tendies and equal part uh, miniature painting. Um, it's a lot of fun. We enjoy seeing your posts. I do. I, I, I browse it every every now and then because uh, Facebook has like that. You, you can either be logged into your page, like my Miniac page, or... Uh, my normal Facebook. And when I'm logged into my Miniac page, my feed is entirely top Facebook stuff. Yeah. And so whenever I see that, I then go on this tangent of walking through all the posts and like reading them all and seeing them. So it's a lot of fun. Kind of, kind of crazy stuff. Speaking of attendees, another uh, this is a post preamble ramble thing. Yeah. Um, last night my daughter won a award at school, so she got a free kids meal from Texas Roadhouse. You ever been to Texas Roadhouse? Absolutely, dude. I forgot how much. <laughs> I don't want to talk shit about Texas Roadhouse, <laughs> but it's so fucking white trash in there. It's not even like I'm was just the kind steak of good though. It was mediocre at best. Yeah, okay. So we go there, and um, was it better than English steak though? Yes, <laughs> fucking Asmongold steaks better than English steak. <laughs> um, so we go to uh, we go there, and I'm just immediately like assaulted. <laughs> with like all of my all of my senses are assaulted with the you know it's like this is anyway it was it was not it was it was now the service was great i you know what i fucking love when you that? go to a restaurant and uh you're just having your meal and you're having a good time and the fucking server comes around and just comes over and like boop they just bring you a brand new drink never asked for it they got the fucking eagle eye they see you're getting low yeah and they just come back and they give you one i'm like I just it's so sad how much that uh, I appreciate that because it's so fucking rare these days. And I was just like, God damn, bless you. It's so sir. rare these days. <sighs> Back in my day, servers would bring you Mountain Dew like fucking that. Yeah, you go to a Chili's. <laughs> Woo, doggy. Woo. Yeah. TGI uh, Fridays, motherfuckers. Yes. They're on it. Yeah. So, um, so we go there, and my daughter orders the macaroni and cheese, and immediately my spider senses tingle because I know. My daughter's a little bit of a mac and cheese connoisseur, and she has uh, she's she's got high a high bar. She's gonna learn a valuable lesson. Yeah, yeah. she's she's like I'm like uh, uh, there's a real good chance here that she is gonna not like the mac and cheese. It's not gonna be up to snuff, mm-hmm. and she's gonna be pissed. Yeah. So what does dad do? Dad orders the combo steak and tendies. Okay. I know. I know. When she inevitably doesn't like the mac and cheese, she's going to eat my tendies. Dad's out here. Listen up. There you go. <laughs> this is the tech you need to have. Yeah. So I get that. Steak, mediocre sirloin. <laughs> tendies, 
solid motherfucking tendies okay. at Texas Roadhouse. All right. They're called chicken critters. Okay. Par for the course for the white trash, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Chicken critters. Order the chicken critters. They're good. I'm also all I'm going to say. You had some? I, ha- I had one. She had the other four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got a steak and five tendies? Yeah, dude. They don't mess around. It was also it was like a, a four or six ounce steak. So it wasn't that much, which is fine. I didn't need to eat that much. I had my little side salad. Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm-hmm. So note to self, chicken critters at Texas Roadhouse. They fuck. Yeah. They, they fuck. It's great. <laughs> it was great. So uh, better than Cane's. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, they were better than Cane's. Whoa. Yeah, okay. the, the, the breading was superb. Okay. Superb, nice crisp, a little bit of spice on there, but nice crisp amount of it too. Not, not overcooked, not overcooked. Yeah, juicy honey mustard, spot on. You know, no cane sauce. It's the only downside. Yeah, this is the, that's the literally the best thing I can is the sauce. You know, I guess they could they could make their own, just call it critter sauce or there some shit. There you go. You know, armadillo sauce. I'm trying to think <laughs> of what else. Texas related, yeah, yeah. you know uh, the the six shooter sauce. <laughs> That's there you go, dude. I, I are got you guys these. listening? Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> these are these are solid gold ideas. Yeah, yeah. So Texas Roadhouse, them buns with the cinnamon butter, solid. Do they do the bloomin' onion? Or is that the other steakhouse? Uh, that is Outback Steakhouse. Okay, but they have Outback. they have their exact they have their exact okay. copy, okay, and it's okay. called a fuck. <laughs> Called uh I don't know if it's just like uh pile driver <laughs> pedals or something. We're, we're gonna stop. It, they have one. They have one too. And the guy asked for it right a fucking way too. Yeah. Just yeah. like just like he's out of the office or office space. He's like, Can I help you guys? You want a blooming onion or some jalapeno poppers? Yeah. <laughs> just trying to just trying to do a little upsell right there. Yeah, upsell. Dude, also God damn it, this is Texas Roadhouse podcast. Also, they got <laughs> speaking of fucking upsell. They got fucking toppers, right? So you can spend like another two dollars to get a topper on fucking anything. There. What's a topper, right? So it's like, oh, I I ordered my shit with steak. It's like, oh, do you want to have a, a a garlic and uh, crispy onion topper? Do you want to have a oh mushroom and green sauce topper? Do you want to have it's like seventeen toppers? Can I get this on anything? Can I get a mushroom topper on my tendies? Uh, I, I did not ask, but I'm sure they do it. Okay, it would okay. oblige. And also, they have toppers for baked potato. They got toppers for. Oh, so my wife got a sweet potato, and their option for the topper, just like obesity 101. Okay, <laughs> you order the sweet potato, baked sweet potato, because my wife likes to eat healthy, and she, the dude ass doesn't fucking blink, doesn't have a bit of regret in his in his tone of voice. And he goes, do you want the toasted marshmallow and caramel topper? Oh, my God. <laughs> and my wife, she just kind of looks with this blank stare in her eye as she's, like, processing what was just said to her. It's called a sweet potato. Come on. And she's like, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> you got the everything toppers. I don't, I'm whatever. It was just like, that's, that's the next level upsell right there. That is. Two bucks a pop. Just fucking top, 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 top. Dang, dude! I wonder if Toppers is getting in touch with them to be like, "Hey, you need a new name for that, right?" Yeah, quit, quit topping. That's our name. That's our thing. That's our thing, right? So, anyway, this. Okay, this... I, I have a childhood story briefly to tell so, <laughs> about Texas Roadhouse. Like, no, but similar. So, like, your daughter is a mac and cheese connoisseur. Yeah, I was also a ten-year-old steak connoisseur. Mm. It didn't matter where the fuck I went. Olive Garden, motherfucking Texas Roadhouse, motherfucking. It's fucking Taco Bell. Crapplebees, baby. If you, if you made a six-ounce steak, I was buying it. And, I, and then eventually I was like, you know what? 
Steaks from Olive Garden kind of suck ass. Oh, God, yeah. And then I learned a very, a very valuable lesson. You should just buy what the restaurant does, what's, what its main thing is. You know, if you go yes. to Olive Garden, just get a fucking pasta and get salad. You know, yeah. go to Taco Bell, get a quesadilla. Don't don't buy a steak at, at, at Taco Bell. You can't. I'm making a joke. You but, get a uh, volcano taco. Yeah, exactly. You get that cheesy gordita crunch. You get that Doritos hard shell taco. Like, dude, what the? That's a match made in heaven, yeah, bro. Doritos. Nacho fries? Whoa. Oh, Doritos Locos up in here. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Get, my lesson as a child. A steak. Oh, yeah. Getting a steak everywhere. Mm-mm. Doesn't work. Well, here's the other thing with steak. You can, with very little uh, culinary understanding, you can cook a steak as good as any restaurant that you go to. The key that you need is the quality of the steak. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that's the shitty thing, right? Is that it's like, ah, oh, I spent thirty dollars for a fucking ribeye, bone in ribeye here. Mm-hmm. Or I could go to fucking Costco and get a four pack of ribeyes for twenty five dollars and I can cook them at home, get it just scorching hot over a, a cast iron skillet, and I can fucking do it as well. This is now a cooking podcast. Yeah, is that this is How to Cook Steaks one on one with John. Here we go. Next, we're gonna go next level. We're gonna, we're gonna talk topper? we're gonna talk about uh, trade skill cooking in classic world of Warcraft. <laughs> you can do that, dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, you didn't know cooking. Cooking's a big fucking thing in hardcore because you get them stat, the stat meals. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, before my fucking guys, I was making uh, Strider, uh, Strider stew off of them those uh, emu looking motherfuckers okay. in the Barrens. Okay. Um, you make Strider stew at, at low level, baby, and that was like plus four stam, plus four strength. For 15 minutes food, baby? Four stand, four strength leather belt. Oh, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You you gave it to me, man. You set the fucking stat line. Oh, man. I just fucking lobbed it over the plate. (laughs) You you did. You just had to crush it. (laughs) All right. Well, okay. Aside from Texas Roadhouse, how to make the perfect steak, and also World of Warcraft, (laughs) let's get out of the main topic here. And just to ease your, your mind here, I know we're crying in the thumbnail, but Tup's not going anywhere, at least yet. But let's start with Tup. What's the uh, what's the future of Tup, John? You can just decide right now for yeah. us both. Okay, we're just we're just uh, gonna put it out there. Yeah. Um, I think Tup is at an interesting place. Um, when we look at like what we like to do, and the people that like this like it, we get new people all the time. But it's kind of a trickle thing. I don't think that. Tup is on a similar trajectory as something like how you look at a standard YouTube channel uh, because podcasts, they don't seem to have these giant spikes once you've established who your your audience is. And we're not a podcast that's ever going to get a million listeners because we're talking about really niche shit. Yeah. So for us, I kind of feel like whether we've talked about it or not, which we kind of haven't, like we we don't sit and brainstorm on ways to break through bigger with Tup. Yeah, and I I'm kind of just really happy with that. I don't know about you. It just there's just not enough time in the day. Yeah, right? yeah, that's a big part. You could have a growth strategist hired for every social media platform that you are on that knows how to do outreach, that knows how to find new people, right? But we try to use our time and creative energy on our YouTube channel is trying to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I could, I could think about like my Twitch channel and be like, okay, how do I find, find new viewers? How do I add segments to my stream? How do I make it more engaging? But it's like, it's just so much easier just to turn the fucking thing on and just play a, a game and just not worry about that. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with you. Tops the same way. We have a formula. 
we're able to we're able to do it and still be able to do everything else that we want to do and maybe at some point in the future we'll be able to like think about more outreach and stuff like that but for now what we're doing is working uh how we like it and so we're going to kind of keep it that way right i think there's a couple of things that we've we've talked about and we um we'd like to continue to improve on and again it often just comes back to time thing um one we have writer goblin uh alex and to bring more on on his plate as he is comfortable with as he has got capacity and as we can put in the time to help define that and set that up for success yeah um so that includes us having certain topics um, certain episodes that require a little bit more research, require a little bit more back-end work, um, as well as um, getting more um, outreach in, in, in sponsorships, too. That's a big thing where it's like to advertise on top, we keep the cost relatively minimal because we want it affordable for small and mid-sized companies in the gaming sphere. Um, and so we want to, to help them thrive and we want to make a little money off those as we can find the right fits. Um, but oftentimes that falls by the wayside for us to be able to find time to reach out to those folks. Um, oftentimes it's they reach out to us for our own YouTube channel. Sometimes it's for top specifically um, to talk about, you know, how we can work together. So, um, yeah, maximizing Alex um, in a way that it still fits for his schedule and um, finding ways where we can improve the podcast by bringing in, you know, the the advertising as well, which then allow, opens up other doors for us as well because yeah. it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. If we don't put in more time, we're not going to get more of those kinds of returns. And if we don't get those kinds of returns, we often feel like, well, the amount of time we spend is about the time that we can commit to. Yeah. You know? So that's that's a tough thing. It is. So yeah, I think if if we're going to see any changes to top it's going to be invisible stuff to you guys. It's going to be in like pipelines and processes like um for instance, it, it takes a lot of energy to manage sponsorships and also in in companies. Um especially in our space, a lot of them are not used to the process. And so having to coerce talking points out of them assets out of them the kind of assets you want out of them like it's tough so it's like you need to have like a, a pipeline and so like whenever we have a person that's like yes i want to pay money for an ad in tup it's like immediately they should be sent to Ryder goblin james uh, and he will get talking points out of them and also editor alex and he will get assets out of them and also to send to amber and she will invoice them and that that's like that's not how it works currently at the moment i have to like yell and scream at these people to give us shit and we get like sometimes we get like talking points like the day before we are recording yeah even though we ask like two weeks prior um and so having some kind of like verbiage in our contract where it's like, we need this by this point. If you don't, I'm keeping half your deposit, like some kind of thing like that. So a lot of just like trimming and making more efficient the process about how we interact with people, which then will take less time and uh, cause less stress on our end, which then opens bandwidth to make improvements to other things that uh, are, you know, kind of our, our YouTube channel, our podcast, stuff that they have going on. Yeah. I realized that I I said Ryder Goblin Alex instead of Ryder Goblin James. Oh no, you said I thought you said James. I, f I feel like I did say Alex, but either way, I apologize to both of you because I wouldn't <laughs> want either of you to feel like I was talking about the other one. Oh, because you're, you're 
both gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're They're both, both goblins. They're both goblins and wonderful goblins at that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it comes down to it in in you the listener's day-to-day job you have administrative shit at your job that you like procrastinate on or you do not like to do but someone eventually like makes you do it or you know you have to are accountable for it at some point we have the problem is we don't have someone that holds us accountable for it yeah and so those kinds of like stuff you don't like to do in your job often are the things that fall by the wayside but um in terms of the actual podcast itself we've talked about like different um uh, different sub segments. We've talked about doing more things with um, like mini reviews or mini critiques because we have those from our Patreon uh, members, which is great. And we have a big backlog and trying to find a way where we can more um, actively go through those. Um, so that might be a thing. Um, talking about, you know, when we talked about the Ramble Sode and, and maybe doing more of those, of, of we have fun doing this, but also. I think both of us like to have enough of a change or an evolution so things don't get stagnant. Yeah. So this podcast will continue to slowly evolve. So if you listen uh, episode by episode, it'll kind of be like a, a a frog in boiling water. You won't necessarily know, but if you listened to like our season one and then you listen now, I, I actually haven't done this myself, but I'm guessing you I would notice a big difference. You want to know what the biggest difference is? Uh, more preamble ramble. Runtime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. used to come in at a cool hour and 15, and now we're like averaging like an hour and 52 hours each episode. Yes, it's like before that. extended edition. <laughs> That's the problem is like we just add more shit. Yeah. There's, there's, a level of, um, there's a level of culling that is healthy. Yeah. You know? There's a reason why the, the biggest... Um, at least in the United States of America, the biggest help that we have to wildlife populations and to keep them healthy and to keep them thriving in our communities comes through hunting. Here comes Hunter John. Because you keep the, and the amount, like the DNR does a great job of the amount of tags, the amount you can harvest, what you can hunt, what you can't hunt, all those kinds of things to make sure that those populations thrive and they're not killed off by disease or they're not taking over an entire environment and so you know it's like fucking snakes in florida you 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 know that now you can go hunt snakes in florida and anyone that wants to hunt snakes they will get you to hunt snakes because they're taking over the environment get a little bounty too and you kill them you get that get that gator bounty yeah the gator boa constrictors God damn, those fuckers are huge. Dangerous snakes. Boas? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking 18 foot snakes in the fucking swamps. Dude. No, thank that's you. A, that's like a horror movie. That's like a Resident Evil 6 up in that shit. That is not where I'm going anytime soon. You're out in a little flat bottom boat with a big old spotlight looking for snakes, bro. No, thank you. Yeah, that is not my idea of a good time. No. <laughs> I don't know about you, but some people really enjoy it. I love if you're good at your job, dude. If you're like fucking Wolverine of fucking snake hunting. <laughs> That's the first person that comes to mind as someone who's good at their job. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is Wolverine's job? That's his line. Wait, it's, what is it? Yeah, he, I can't remember exactly, but it's all through the comic books. It's like, um, it's, uh, uh, I have a job and I do it well or something okay, like that. Okay, okay. And, it, and for him, it's just fucking murdering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just murder. It's, it's but killing. if you're Florida man, it's killing snakes. <laughs> Killing snakes and gators. Killing name gators. Get himself. How you got crawfish boil? You ever had crawfish boil before? 
I don't know if it was ever explicitly crawfish boil, but I probably had something similar to it. I think we should have a crawfish boil sometime. All right. I'm guessing there's lunch, some, lunch I'm guessing there's some Cajun uh uh Cajun taters out there uh that listen. That's just what I call tuppers. <laughs> you call them taters? Cajun taters. Uh, I'm sure we could we could find a crawfish boil. That's the other thing we could do with Tup. See, I'm bringing it back around. The other thing we can do with Tup is uh Tup Lives, baby. We love the Tup Lives. I'm not saying we want to do like a Tup Live uh like ten of them a year. I'm saying like if we're somewhere, you know. Yeah, and, and it's we're at a, a place where where a lot of taters are, uh, are, are you know are congregated, <laughs> a tater congregation, as it were, <laughs> as, it, we, as it's known. Uh, we could uh, we could we could do tough lives. Yeah, I think that's a fun thing. I think we have a lot of fun. Sometimes I have too much fun, and uh, we we can uh, we can do that because we want to to be where you are and if we're all there together shit we might as well hang out and if we're gonna hang out we might as well record it right yeah i mean it's it's not super challenging to do one of those episodes and it's a lot of fun to have the the community interaction uh during the episode it's a lot of fun yeah the biggest the biggest thing that i think is difficult that we have learned is has to do with scalability with the size of it because once you get to like so many people like we were at the verge last year at adepticon where it's like how many people that are there well, now we got to deal with sound systems. Now we have to deal with the biggest things, logistics, with rooms, those kinds of things, which is a good problem to have. It's like we're not complaining, but well, we're gonna. That is something that we'll, I think, continue to work on, make a priority that, at the bare minimum, as long as they'll have us, and they better fucking have us. Uh, <laughs> we'll be at Adepticon every year for Top Live, but you know, maybe one year we do. Gen Con, or one year we do... Gen Con be nuts. We go to fucking uh, CanCon in Australia? CanCon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were mispronouncing CoolyCon, but yeah, CanCon is in Australia, I believe. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I think it'd be interesting to put a poll out on... Because you mentioned how like calling is a, is a healthy thing to do. It'd be cool to put a poll out and ask all of the goody peepees what their favorite segment or their least favorite segment of the podcast is, and then remove that segment and replace it with a different one um, for like an episode. Yeah. Just to see if like uh, a new kind of thing was interesting or if it was better than a previous one, uh, just to get a little bit of a change. Um, I would love to hear some, some thoughts about unique segments or even just changes in general to the podcast that you think uh, we could do to make it better. We always kind of go through all those. Uh, we're not able to really like a, a very common line of feedback is just to make more episodes, like go like to weekly. And that isn't really in the cards at the moment. And I'm not sure when it will be. Um, but like if we could replace a segment that's not very popular with a, a, a new one to try out, I would definitely be willing to do that. Yeah, it's it is. Yeah, logistics of that of weekly. And we had talked about it. We had thought about it. We had even were like, you know, trying to figure out how the way to do that. I mean, and I can tell you how the way to do it. Make the episode shorter, film two when you come over. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, but I don't know if that's Yeah, I mean that's that's a possibility. That that will from a YouTube perspective and also from a social media perspective is will be better for our our channel. Just like in more more episodes, more relevancy, more viewership. Uh but they'll they'll be shorter. Um I don't know. Right. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that's wrong. I think that we'd have to sit down and kind of roadmap what that looked like. Yeah. Um, 
One thing that I was thinking about, and so you guys know that, like, you can tell how little we actually sit down. When we sit down and talk and the camera's not rolling, it's we're whatever other random fun stuff or we're going to talk about flesh and blood and whatever. <laughs> yeah, happens. we're talking about bullshit, so, yeah. So unless we're on, like, a road trip or something, we rarely get to, like, uh, we rarely make a priority to talk about, like, um, strategy. strategy shit. But, like, what if we, I mean, there's a couple of birds in one stone here. Um, if we found a thing to that we could cut from an average episode what if we added one uh patron mini critique during the regular episode and still had the one patron mini critique in the after party sure so people got a little taste Mm -hmm. of what it was like Mm -hmm. maybe more people would want to submit their minis for critique and then they would join the patreon we get to get through our backlog of them twice as fast twice as fast yes literally yeah right I mean, that's something. I don't know if, uh, you know, we, we try to keep it audio friendly of, of what we're looking at and why we critique it the way we do and where, where to improve, what things went well. Um, so even if you're listening to this while you're exercising or driving or whatever, um, you can um, still appreciate that. But there, there's a there's a thing. I don't know. Goody PPs, if that's the kind of thing you'd like to hear part of that during the regular episode. Sure. Um, that's what all the PPs say right now. Uh, yeah. That's just Tater Vince over there. <laughs> uh, so, so that there's that. Yeah, but maybe we should do that poll. I we can uh, do I, a favorite part, and then you know, if one if one section of the podcast were to go, which one would you be most okay with leaving? I mean, what's your theory on what the one is the least uh, interesting? Oh, I don't even fucking know. I mean, it's the main topic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can you remove that? Can you, uh, can, you, can you all just not talk about that? I mean, maybe there's another option there too. What if we did weekly in one of them, one of the, one of the episodes was just all fucking preamble and all the other bullshit. And the other episode was just a main topic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could be, that could be that. Yeah. That could, that could be an idea. In some ways it feels a little cheesy to do that. Cause you're kind of just like, you're kind of just separating what we already give them that's in one package and two packages. I know for a fact there would be more content. So if you were to add both things together, the equivalent episode would be longer than the singular episode, but it would feel a little bit like we are repurposing content. Um, but because I, because I think there would actually be more content when you sum it up i wouldn't feel too bad about it but there may be that perception that oh you guys are doing the same amount of shit you always do but you just divided it into two episodes which is that a bad thing no i'm kind of having a little little conversation with myself yeah. right now yeah yeah you're 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 going getting weighing the pros and cons <laughs> yeah. with, with yourself which is which is good i you know i because yeah, that off camera though because <laughs> the big thing is is just the sheer amount of um hours we have available to do this in a given month yeah and me coming up for a whole nother coming up once a week it's oh no way week. i wouldn't want you to do that no it, well, it's just it this takes up a, a basically a full work day for me yes. it's an hour and 20 drive each way and yes. all this kind of stuff and so i love doing it it's a really positive thing for me in my every other friday routine yes i i would be very worried that that would change it'd be a bad thing yeah for you. yeah i yeah. totally i totally agree with that the stress, the, the amount of stress and all the other stuff would then get need to get squished together. I'm already struggling to even figure out the break, the the matrix on how I if and how I would stream for my own channel, mm-hmm. let alone, um, you know, finding time for this. So, yeah. 
That's totally fair. I mean, all right, maybe that's it too. Let's put it put it in the YouTube comments below if you're watching us on YouTube, or start the conversation or reach out to the conversation as it will. Hopefully, someone will start one on the on the Facebook page. Um, your thoughts on Tup staying as is every other Monday, or a shorter, maybe uh, separated version of Tup that would be every week. Do you have any preference? Um, and if it was, you're like, uh, I would like it more if it was every week, if this and this and this were, were in the cards, right? Um, you kind of your thoughts on that, that would be pretty cool too. So because that's a big thing. We talk about what we want, what we think the future is, but, um, we have the greatest resource at our disposal, which is all you taters, um, in your feedback, your thoughts, your ideas, because you're the reason why we keep doing this, yeah. right? If we had 17 of you watch the podcast at every episode, we probably would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But we have slightly more than that. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're happy with that. And yeah. we're happy with each and every one of you that finds us too. It's nothing gets me more rejuvenated than thinking about the podcast was when in the Facebook group, you find people that have found the podcast and they're working their way through the backlog. Yeah. That feels so freaking cool to me because Yeah, I wish that was a thing with videos and YouTube channels. Yeah. Like they realize it and they go back through. I think it does and you don't hear about it as yeah, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's something about the passive uh the passiveness of a podcast. Yeah, you're totally right. That allows you to consume it and catch up at a rate that as opposed to the real active nature of having to watch a video and and cannot be doing really other things yeah maybe that's what it is maybe people are so busy nowadays that they can't actually sit down and just actively engage in a video um that that's an interesting thought um for a later time yeah for a later conversation so thank you all in advance for your feedback and for doing a little crowdsourcing for information from you we always uh whether or not you even know that you're doing it if you make a youtube uh, or you make a YouTube comment or you make a Facebook post and stuff. Um, we listen, we see those. So we really appreciate those. And those do help us kind of keep the boat steered or change, change directions a bit to, to go with what you find most valuable. Yeah. All right. So what about your channel, Scott? Do you have, what's the future of your channel look like? Or what, what are you thinking? What are your plans? What are you, what are you hoping for? Or what are you, uh, kind of strategizing for? Yeah. Um, so firstly, my fulfillment for my Kickstarter campaign is starting. Oh, baby! It's the last step in the process, baby. God damn it. I, I mean, I, okay. So I, I, I'm just an outside viewer for 94% of what your Kickstarter has been. I've only been behind the, the scenes for, one, interacting with you and, and seeing things in, in the pace of things that go, and then two, the stuff for the, um, the masterclass painting part. Yeah. But... I've backed my fair share of Kickstarters, and I know there's that 12 to 18, sometimes more month period from when the Kickstarter ends until you you know you get your shit. Luckily, we're not in the 18 month yet. Oh, I mean, we're approaching if, though. But I mean, that's people understand that if they know Kickstarter. I mean, they do. The vast majority do. Unfortunately, the ones you see and you hear from are in the Kickstarter comment section. Yeah, are the 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 five percent that don't understand how things work. I, I have this whole <laughs> this whole thought process about Kickstarter 
and like the learning experience, I'm going to, I'm going to encapsulate in a video, but you're, you're kind of touching on one of the sticking points is people's expectations that have been formed by larger companies using Kickstarter as an outreach platform as opposed to what it's meant for. But there's, there's, a, there's like a whole thing I've been thinking about regarding that. But do you have a question about Kickstarter and stuff or, or a comment you're making? No, I, well, I guess my, my, my overarching comment to that was having enough behind the scenes to this and knowing kind of timelines from projects I've backed is we as consumers of Kickstarter don't often realize how many micro steps there are and how they're just a fucking, they turn into a mountain. Um, and when you aren't a big company like a CMON that they're just going through manufacturing the same way they would, whether or not they had a Kickstarter to get a product to the consumer at X phase. When it's a small mom and pop shop, which Kickstarters most are or should be, um, or very small teams, it is a lot. And there's a reason why it takes a while because a lot of those decisions, as you could probably attest to, which I've seen, you you have to hurry up and wait. Yeah. You hurry up to get your thing to a level and then you're waiting on other people. Yeah. And you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And meanwhile, you're the one building the stress in your shoulders yeah. around wanting to get this to people but you don't have 100% control over every little aspect nor would anybody doing a Kickstarter it's very true and so yeah so like with my YouTube channel if I fuck up and I I quote too many sponsorships in a month I can just work a fuckload and solve that problem Mm -hmm. there is no amount of hours I can work to make someone else do a thing for me it comes down to when, like, it comes down to them doing it or me replacing that person if I'm financially able to do that. So it's like that—that that is a really challenging thing and, and can slow down the process a lot. But the reason I, I don't bring it up to talk about it, I bring it up because in June we're going to—I'm uh, going to work on—I have a couple of videos that are pretty easy to do. I'm going to get them done in, the, in like the first week, uh, two weeks, and then the rest of the month is going to be me finishing my Ranger course while Alex finishes the other two. Ben's is done, but he has like a like a spreadsheet of feedback that's like I don't know like a hundred rows long that we have to go through, and then we have to do a couple things for yours. Um, ben, we're, we're gonna just let it be. He, he he cares a lot, and I love that he cares a lot. Yeah, uh, and we want to make sure that the, the his his class matches his vision for uh, what he was wanting to teach. Because if he doesn't believe in it, then he won't tell people about it and, and be proud of it. Ben, I want you, I, I want to be proud of it. Ben, you're smothering me. <laughs> But your, your love is like a plastic bag over my head. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully when that stuff is done um, in June or July, um, Alex will be freed up to help me with YouTube videos. At the moment, he does help me a little bit. He has like an assistant editing job that sets up the video for me to just to come in and just like walk through it much more easily than if I had to do all that work. So like you bump, he sets... And I crush it. And you spike. Mostly I like hit it out of bounds, but uh, <laughs> I try. But he did his job. He did his job. <laughs> yeah, it was a good pass. Um, so what I'm excited for is what that's going to allow me to do in my channel. After this Kickstarter campaign is done, I'm going to put fucking blinders on. And the only thing that I'm going to see in front of me is that gigantic red YouTube play button. Uh. I'm going to put I'm gonna fuck my YouTube goggles on. And I'm going to try and make as much fucking content as i can i'm gonna be 
I'm gonna, I'm so inspired by eons of battle and like how much energy they have and how much they just fucking throw at the wall just to like really make it work. Um, and I'm gonna try to do that in, in, in my way as best as possible. And so what, what this is leading to is he's gonna help me make more content. Hopefully more content leads to more revenue. More revenue leads to me hiring contract hosts to come in and film their own videos, which leads to more revenue because more videos. Second editor, permanent second host, permanent third editor, permanent third host. I, I Like I've said this before, I want to become the Linus Tech Tips of miniature painting. I want weekly content about terrain, about gaming, about painting, about fun shit. I want it to come out. I want, I want a fucking video goddamn week. Uh, sorry, a video every day of the work week. Let's fucking go. That's like five years away. Um, but that, that's what I want. Like I am so sick of my attention being drained away from these ancillary things that don't elevate the main pillar of my business. I want to lift that part up so that everything else can, can thrive and be good. But I got to focus my love and attention on the most important thing, which is just more videos. I'm so sick of my channel sucking dick and not getting the views. I want to fucking crush it on YouTube again. I feel like I'm not crushing it right now. So I want to get back to that. And I feel like that the answer is just to... YouTube has never given me a handout. It feels like I've always had a grind for it, and so I want to grind for it. I'm in, I'm in a grind for it mood right now. So you're saying you're gonna launch another Kickstarter? No, <laughs> that is never happening. There are two things that will need to happen if I do that, and I'll go over those two things in the video about Kickstarter. Okay, and they all involve me doing fuck all, <laughs> other, than, other than making the product. Obviously, that that would be sold. But yeah, dude, I, like, you'd have someone comes up to you with a clipboard. And then you yep. review it, and you and you just put a little red check mark. Well, yeah, but if it's like a I model, sign off. like I, I sign off on this, but yeah. that's all you're, you would. Well, like no, do. no. If I, if it's a model, I'm going to design the model. I'm going to find the concept art. I'm going to give them the ideas. I'm going to review the the sketch. I'm going to review the sculpt. I'll do all that shit. But once it's done, okay, okay. Deal with manufacturing. Deal with making all the assets for the campaign. Deal with backer outreach. Deal with setting up backer kit. Deal with fulfillment. Do all do do all that bullshit. Do the collect, collect the funds. Do all that stuff for me. I don't want to do any of that shit. Uh, so that, that's that's one of those things that I would need to ever consider doing a campaign ever again. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get into that. So that's that's where that's where I don't know. I uh, Amber recently asked me this question, and she was like, "Do you ever see yourself?" like moving somewhere that has a lower cost of living and just like kind of chilling out. And I was just like, you know, like in my current state of mind in my current life, I don't ever see, I don't, I don't see myself doing that. Maybe like when I have less drive and more wisdom when I'm older, maybe I would do that. But right now I'm just so gung ho and have been for you know many years about growth and YouTube and stuff like that. And while I have this energy and drive, I want to, I want to use it as much best as possible. Um, and that's what I'm feeling like right now. I feel like I really want to really want to invest in, in my channel and kind of, I don't know. I have this, this, I, this thought of my channel that I have languished for so fucking long. I used to, uh, you know, get a lot of views and be very relevant. And now I'm really kind of falling back behind and I want to, I don't want to just lay down and die. I really want to like step up and crush it and, and kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, have like a, you know, a little bit of a comeback. And maybe I'm just imagining all this shit in my head. That's how it feels, and that's uh, that's what's leading me to make these choices. Yeah, I think uh, I th from my perspective, I think yeah. your um, how you see it and how an outsider sees it are are different. I don't view your channel and its 
um, current state in a negative light. I I think that there was Seriously? a stutter. Do, I think that you, know? you have a stutter. You've you've had a stutter, and when I kind of I have gone back, and I've kind of reverse engineered your channel a little bit because I think it's important to learn from other people. One, but their oh, success, for sure, for sure, yeah, their successes, their stumbles, failures, everything, um, this yeah. and that. And I I think that you had, and I don't even know if it was any fault of your own. You had a bunch of things all hit at the same time. And the plates that were dropped um, or were not maybe given as much attention as, as you would have liked were the the spine of your business, right? So you had all the stuff with the Kickstarter, all the stuff with the move to your office. Those are the main two things yeah. that all kind of hit at one time. And because of that, you were kind of had no choice but to fall behind a bit on the videos right and you have been seeing that and climbing back up that hill from where you slid down a bit man and it is such a fucking climb dude it is yeah. like i thought like i thought making four videos in a month was like kind of like just give me a little bit of a spike back but it it really hasn't and i'm, I'm just like I'm like fuck okay i'm gonna have to really really grind at this and the other thing about that is that um i would love to have more processes in place that allow me to do more of what I want to do and less of what I don't want to do. So if I could have an employee who manages my my sponsorship relations, who, who is the person who is doing outreach, finding those ad spots, doing the, the communication, doing the invoicing, asking for assets, diverting those assets to where they need to go. If I had that, if I had someone to manage my inbox and just so I could just do less of what I hate and more video making and miniature painting and playing games, that'd be so cool too. So like, I, I really want to try to take some work off my plate. A lot of people do it who are employed to do it or who would rather do it so that I can do what no one else can do, which is paint like I do, make videos like I do, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think um, to transition to my thoughts of my my yeah, future please do. is is um a it's kind of an interesting dichotomy here is my view on it is the more people you bring on board right so you use more staff the more you're actually in in my opinion the more you're actually not doing what you really want to do this is okay. just this is and maybe this is just the kind of the way my personality is my approach of thing is sure. how i've and worked in in management at before in a couple of other careers is you end up finding yourself further than arm's length of the thing that really got me excited about it and so i how i approach my future and how i i differ from you and i actually think both can be very successful and both can achieve what we're wanting to achieve out of them sure is to stay as close to it as I as I can. And by that I mean I don't want employees. <laughs> That's fine, yeah. I don't want people to manage, to micromanage, to in, to trust into them, all these things. I have a friend that does contract editing for me that does kind of the the thing you were talking about with Alex where He'll take all my painting footage and he's gotten quite good at it and he kind of condenses it down. So he basically, you know, 
get, sets me up and I'm, I'm more and more as we get as he gets more proficient I'm kind of folding in little bits and little bits and I like to continue to do that that those are the kinds of things where I am on the same wavelength as you the kinds of things that take the amount of hours but aren't really affecting aren't having a massive effect on what you're what your channel is bringing to the world, right? Mm-hmm. Your final product. Yeah. And so I want to do that. But I also want to try to keep enough of a balance in in my life that I don't feel like I am have the pressure of I need to make sure these we we make all this money so I can pay them so they can afford their mortgage and their their kids college education and all these kinds of things. That's not something I'm I'm personally interested in right now yeah and kind of like risking and stuff like that yeah yeah like every decision you make is not just about you then yeah um and i don't trust that i would uphold to myself how i would approach decision making and i think there are people probably more wise or more business savvy than me that would do that correctly and so i want to make sure that i can hold true to what my channel and and me is i just want the channel to still feel personable and reflective and that you, that you know me because it's, it's just me um and i i want if i can hold true to that i think that i won't deviate too far from from things that's true um yeah. so i want to continue to grow at my own manageable rate and i i am happy with that and i'm happy with with where i'm at and i want i i still have areas where i want to grow i want to optimize right so i want to make sure that the quality of the things i'm going to keep looking for optimizations and keep looking for ways that people enjoy it more keep looking for cool ways to improve to to reach out to people in different ways in the videos but at a rate that does not burn the candle at both ends um at a rate where how do you do that it feels impossible to do that yeah um i think it's got to be just like you know to, to climb as, as you see like when you when you've gotten so far whatever that whether that's a hundred thousand subscribers whether that's hitting a uh, hundred thousand views on an average video in its first month that it's out or whatever your level of success is for where you're at um, in your career for us in the YouTube side of things to realize that when you look back down the hill of what it took you to get there was a lot of little steps to get there to approach the future changes in the same way. So for me, it's um, how do I speed up this one little part of the process that it takes me two hours every time to do it? How can I cut a half hour off of that over the course of the the next month by maybe learning the back end of the software better? Maybe it's um, finding a bit of tech that allows me to get cool B-rolls that I can keep set up that it, it doesn't take me a lot of tear down and, and set up time. Maybe it's, it's, maybe it's, you know, trying to find creative ways to, to touch the things that really excite me about the hobby right now and take down the barriers to just allow me to do that. Because I know if I do that, the video will do better no matter what the video is on and it will stay true to the people that really like my stuff. If I, if I don't try to make it bigger than it needs to be, that kind of thing. So that's, that's my approach right now is I do not want to set massive goals for myself because I also think I'm in a, a, 
a much different place than you in that the level of what I would call any success that I've had in YouTube is still, it's still very new. I'm still kind of in this, I've hit it and now I kind of don't know what to do with it. Right. And I don't want to make big decisions too soon. Sure. You know, you can very easily accept way too much work and then become overwhelmed. So it's like really good once you've like kind of hit your stride just to kind of wait. Yeah. Like what, what, like, okay, it's still working. Now that I, you know, kind of established this baseline, can I add anything else on? Like, and if I do, what is that going to be? It's like, uh, it's really easy. And I've done it all the time where like you like really get hyped about making a ton of success and you add on a bunch of bullshit that does not help you grow at all, but it just consumes more time. Yeah. Um, that's the, that's a real risk. And the balance there too. Right. So, So at some point that actually, um, has a negative effect on your life, whether it's your business, whether mm. it's your family life. Whether My God, yes. Whether it's doing, getting all the responsibilities around the the house done, all those kinds of things is like. And I've I've felt that I've stumbled a couple times now, and it's it's you know it's not been a good thing. And it's like I have to learn from those, and I realize it could have been much worse. And to really think about before you make new new jumps or new endeavors or, or take on a new task so i'm trying to really be careful about that it's kind of been my goal for 2023 is to really one appreciate this right because right now i'm really happy with what i do for a living and i really want to make the people that support me and watch my videos to make them feel like the thing they got is is was worth their 20 minutes or their 15 minutes. And so if I can, if I can do that, I kind of feel like the path will kind of clear for me and I'll feel confident in whatever decision I make. Sure. So we're in, we're in different spots right now. And I, I think we always will be because you, you've been doing this for, for much longer and you have a lot more things figured out than I do. And I also think that you don't realize you do, um, which is it's just a good thing, right? Because there's a lot of things that I know that you have down pat, and you'll just mention them in passing, or you'll I'll just see like the way your shit is set up, or the way you the way the minor things that I see that you do in your videos that make them so good that I don't do that you like. I'm like, man, you've got so much stuff figured out, but you 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 only see it from your perspective. So you don't realize you do, and oftentimes we're harder on ourselves. I think especially the people that are the most successful in whatever walk of life or whatever thing they're trying to be good at don't realize it because they, you live it. And so, thank you. I appreciate. I really appreciate the kind words. Honestly, like it, it means the most coming from other YouTubers who like can notice all those tiny things. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And so give yourself a give yourself a moment of of a break to be happy or be proud. And don't use that to be complacent, obviously. Not yet. Not yet. Can't be happy yet, John. Yeah. I'll be happy when I achieve global domination. Yeah. No, I mean, that there is my there's the forty year old John saying if you that that and, and I so I know I know I don't need to tell you this, but if you're always waiting for something else to make you happy, you're never gonna be happy. This is very true. You so know? one thing you really touched on is having energy to like be a husband or a father, right? Yeah. And so like unless there was something burning my house down like a clog drain or something like that. I can't tell you the last time I did anything on my honeydew list. Mm-hmm. And it, when I come home, I have 
zero energy. I have energy to hang out with my wife and do fun things that she wants to do and like maybe make dinner. And then in the evening, man, I'm just sitting on a couch and I'm fucking watching YouTube or some dumb bullshit. I don't have any energy to do anything outside of that. Um, like my, my personal hobby desk at my house has just, it, it, it's nowhere. It's nothing. It's unusable. I haven't set it up and I've moved into my office a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And so it's something you don't really think about. It's like, how am I able to do my job here in such a way that I can come home and still be a husband, be a father, like in, in an effective way, uh, take care of my homestead, all these things you don't really think about until it's like, until like you're having issues with like with, with, with your partner or like until like your house is in a total disarray because you haven't been able to clean up something that was a mess six months ago. And it's like, so this is something I've been talking about with my, with my business coach is that like I need to figure out like what I'm capable of doing in the amount of hours I want to work in a week, which is like 50. I'm happy with, like, with, with 50. And then offload the rest of it to people who are able to do it if possible, and I can, if I can afford to do that so that I can then come home and, and still lead a successful life outside of this. Like there's more than just this. Yeah. And I have to say that all the time to myself. Um, but yeah, that, that's a place that I'm not currently at. Like I don't have had that figured out, but that's also a thing I would love to fix for the future. Just opening more bandwidth for things outside of YouTube in my, in my personal life. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think no matter what the goody peepees do for a living that that can all kind of we can all relate to Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. Where it's like if I have if I have my energy bar is at 100, if I got a good night's sleep for the day, I should not be using all 100 of those energy in my work day. No. You know, and that's especially hard for us is like we live and die by our own work as you are your own small business and and those kinds of things and it's easier to just burn through all of that and then still try to eke out more than that 100 yeah. in a given day and you're not then you don't have any energy for the other things that are very important in your life yeah you know and whether that's getting i mean that's gonna be getting exercise making sure you yeah you, fuck. Make, you make good food for yourself make sure your dogs get attention and they get exercise make sure that your spouse spouse gets quality time and you are you are mentally there and listening and <laughs> present and i am terrible at being present and it's something I really so am try, I. trying to work out because my brain like t- is our brains are very similar in that like you're always kind of turning about what's the next thing that yeah. I'm thinking about or working on or yeah. next goal or whatever. It's like and that's uh, that is that can get can get you. It and, can. It can. If like if your wife says something to you and then she's like, what what did I just say? And you're like <laughs> <laughs> something about the garbage about dogs. Yeah. It's just like. It doesn't matter what your answer is. If it's anything short of what she fucking said, you look like a fucking asshole. Yeah. And it's like, you are an asshole. And it's just like, yeah. And that's the hardest thing to fix too because it happens it's like, it's almost second nature. Yeah. It's like I, like, I was in Cane's yesterday. We were sitting waiting for our food and I saw someone on an iPad watching uh, the cloudy, uh, the spaghetti meatballs in the cloud fucking cartoon. What the fuck's it called? Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, something like that. Yeah, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. And immediately my brain started spinning on some fucking YouTube video idea, and I just missed <laughs> a 20-second conversation that my wife was talking to me about. And I didn't even think about what I was doing. Yep. And it's just like, how do you fix that problem? It's something that's so second nature to you. I don't I don't know the answer to that question. Uh but uh yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. It's it's too uh yeah. So I found like, yo, I need to actively prioritize and make sure that I am present or make sure that that these things take some of my energy for the day, even if it's prep, even if it's planning, even if it's whatever it is, 
that that that's important and that's that finding that balance can often be very difficult especially if you like look to people if you idolize or you look up to people that are successful in any other mode of business or whatever and you were to like peek behind the curtain and you often see their personal life is shambles or it's not there it's non-existent so what do you want your life to be and what are you willing to give up in order to do to achieve that is is can be very difficult in finding that balance and and getting help too right you're talking about having staff or or this that the other it's like having that support so then you can you know commit some energy to a, a work-life balance is what they call it in what they call it. America. You know what? The most important thing that we didn't discuss was work-life balance. We discussed wives, dogs, foods, house, you, your job. How about you, bro? Yeah. How about yeah. the time that you need for yourself mm-hmm. to do things that you need to do? Like that is the last thing on the fucking list. Yeah. And that can really turn you into a husk of a human being if you ignore that for a year. Yeah. You know? That, I found like I was had unhealthy habits that I established over COVID. Yeah, eating habits, uh, yeah. all that. Yeah, so I was like, okay, in the last month especially, I've hit it hard, and I was like, okay, I'm eating healthier. I exercise. Now, I, if I count walking the dogs, I exercise, or walking the dog, it's exercise two times a day. I do, you know, I make sure that I'm getting all my vitamins, mm-hmm. um, taking good care of my diabetes, all these kinds of things where it's like, Man, that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of mental power. It takes a lot of, like, it's taking away of other things. And I feel like, honestly, in the last month as I've been doing that, I feel like I haven't committed as much to the YouTube channel. I still, I get my videos done in time. I'm still proud of the thing that I make. But it's just like, I have to be okay with that, Mm. you know? So I feel like if you're not, your own mental health is really important too. And and I think that you are when you're talking about like just vegging out and just doing something fun in That's the evening. That's for me, for sure. Yeah, that yeah. is meant, that adds 100% is value is mental health is allowing you to recharge your batteries. So I know we've both had, I just had um, Monday when I did everything set up for this video for the Terminators. It was a 13 and a half hour work day I put in that day. Yeah, dude, fuck that. And that was... Because I did everything in one day where I had multiple cameras set up for everything. So I was doing all the recording on the footage. I was doing all the recording on my talking head. I was doing all the recording B-roll or whatever. And to do everything to do that in order for me to be able to get that video out, to get to GW for they can say it's okay because it's part of their fucking Leviathan box launch, to get them that link, to get everything set up, to go to TMX, to, to be here this morning when I when I left this morning, to have everything set in with a bow on. It was a shitload of work. Yeah. But we kind of have to do that in order to set yourself up for be like having a weekend where I'm doing fun things with the boys and going to an expo. Yeah. Ain't no one else going to fucking do it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so you can't just like throw a fucking week off on your calendar for a vacation because you get three weeks a year or whatever and just being like, oh, the Friday before, it's like, oh, shit, let's write them off next week. Yeah. That thought does not exist to us. We don't get a, oh shit, that's right, I took a, I took next week off. Yeah. No. <laughs> I have a slight runny nose. I'm not calling sick today. It's like, no, bro, you yeah. are feeling sick. Get your ass in. <laughs> like, you have shit to finish. Yeah, that's, uh, but, you know, I mean, this is not fucking complaining because we get to do pretty awesome things. So. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. The only other thing I want to talk about real quick before we end the main topic here is, and, and if you had more stuff, that's cool too, but the other thing that I, I decided I wanted to do is when I went to that local art show or like a little art uh, fair thing. Yeah. And I found an amazing illustrator local to my town. 
and she's great and we've been starting conversation with her and cool ideas for for like merch or for I, I want to put out a new shirt but it just made me think more of like I really feel fun about working a relationship um, with a lo- another local artist or local craftsperson or whatever um, to be able to do something to collaborate and even if it's make a cool shirt design, even if it's help me come up with a cool uh, gadget that I can use, you know, for behind the scenes for making videos and that kind of stuff, that really feels fulfilling and it's helping uh, my business and it's maybe bringing something cool new into the world and it's working with talented people, especially local talented people. So I'd like to do more of that moving forward. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think the only thing I want to mention is that you you kind of mentioned that there is some fear of hiring other employees that you will lose the face of your channel. And one thing I've always appreciated about Linus Tech Tips is that even though he was the CEO of his channel, he's no, he no longer is, uh, I'm sorry, of his company, Linus Media Group, um, he still appears in on the main channel, I don't know, 70, 80, 90% of all the content as the main host, being the person talking to the camera and being that face of his channel. And so I, I really appreciate how he was able to to do that and still you know run his company and still be like the main face that everyone kind of comes back to and knows and recognizes and he does have many other hosts that he was slowly like rolled into his channel that mm-hmm. everyone has also begun to appreciate mm-hmm. that have their own flavor on the channel but still kind of the ship is still being steered by Linus in the direction that he wants creatively um, and I hope to be able to achieve that but it's definitely on my mind right I wouldn't want to to to, to sacrifice the kinds of videos that I like to make, the kind of style I like to make, um, just just to get more content out the door. That, that's definitely on my mind. If you're a listener and you're you're, you're hearing that, um, I'm thinking about it. Uh, so don't worry about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundo P. I think we're ready for some newsy news. Out of the news, let's fucking do it. Let is do this. Okay. okay. So first things first. John has to find where news is on there. Okay. Um. We talked last uh, episode about the unfortunate passing of Kathy Wapple, who lost her battle with cancer. Um, James Wapple, who is her husband, surviving husband, um, he is. Uh, he recently made a post um, that's out there that he's in the process of kind of getting himself all re-ready to, to start working again, start streaming again. He's kind of like renovating his hobby room and that kind of thing to I've have seen, multiple workstations. I've and seen shit. the pictures, yes. Yeah, which is, you know, looks like the, the he's just, he's like in the eye of the hurricane. Yeah, 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 it's a bit of a fucking uh, yeah. catastrophe. At yeah, the but I also, there's one thing that I love, I always love about the Wapples is that there is the beauty in the chaos um, <laughs> and they are true artists in that, in that it, it is, it is that. One and all, um, but there is a GoFundMe out there um, that's been started um, in memory of Kathy Wapple to help with expenses, final expenses to help with Jim with his uh, lost income for taking care of Kathy, especially since the beginning of of May when she first entered the hospital, and and obviously he's not been there's not been any family income there, so. Um, if you want to find a way to maybe honor Kathy to support James in in this rough time, um, you know, one check out 
um, him streaming once he gets back up. Also, his YouTube channel. You can check out some amazing catalog of back videos there, but we'll put a link to the GoFundMe for Kathy if uh, any support is out there from the Goody PP Nation. I know that it would be good put to a good cause. Yeah, it's battleforkathy.betterworld.org if you're an audio listener or if you can't check out the uh, show notes or description below. Um, but yeah. You know, like just like just like us, um, James makes money when he is doing things. Mm-hmm. Not there, there isn't a ton of passive income, and in and, and it, when there is, it it always drops when you stop having a presence on social media. Um, so so yeah, that's uh, something to consider. Um, on to other miniature related content. GW released uh, the core factions of Warhammer Underworld. So there are Old World. Oh, you're right. Sorry, uh, Old World. There are seven factions um i can't remember how many there are some factions that are the main storyline of old world and do you know what little faction is part of the main storyline that i'm very excited about not fucking undead not, not, not fucking vampires. undead it's fucking tomb kings because of fuck okay go ahead it is tomb kings but it's also fucking what else yeah. fuck yeah um i don't care about the vampire counts so much because i have like an army for AOS and I'm really happy with it aesthetically and like what it does. So I don't need it in this game too, but I'm so happy that one of my other favorite factions is going to be one of the the special ch- children uh, and get some love and attention. The other ones uh, are getting free PDFs, but they they in the article it made them seem like they were very lesser than it is very much just like a lip service it's that's what it is yeah it's like oh yeah you know oh there's models for these oh they did exist before we're not committing that much to this game so yeah if you want to and then who knows how well they're going to even be supported or balanced or whatever so right nine core factions empire of man dwarf mountain holds kingdom of bretonia wood elf rem and high elf realms on the good side and the bad side it's orc and goblin tribes warriors of chaos beastmen bray herds and tomb kings of Khmeri. um i this doesn't excite me in the fucking least bit when that's I look okay at this list it's so dumb like i get it okay so i get that there is two different human factions here but it bothers the fuck out of me <laughs> when you only have nine factions that you're supporting and two of them are fucking humans why can't you just have one human, one dwarf? Um, I'm kind of okay with the two elves because they're so distinct. And there's not a big, like, I mean, if you have lizard men, that's they're pushing real hard with the new stuff with uh, uh, Seraphon in Age of Sigmar. So, uh, whatever. Maybe that's, so maybe that's what it is. A lot of the factions that didn't get a lot of love in AOS are getting love here? Yes. It's like, City of Sigmar is wood elves... High elves, dark elves, dwarves, men, all put into one I don't give a fuck book. Um, and so maybe this is kind of like, okay, and now we're going to have them all blown up and have their own thing. I also think it depends on like what their whole narrative is for this new world. Maybe that's what decided a lot of this. I have no idea. There's probably a lot that goes into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but like, the rules are free, though, for those seven factions. Warriors of Chaos. It's like, well, that's already a big thing in Age of Sigmar. It's true. A lot, lot, a lot of that, yeah, yeah, breaks down a bit. And I'm sure they couldn't completely separate it from and it would be awesome and i in my idea in the ideal world it would be this wood elves are in there because wood elves are not really represented in age of sigmar okay? exactly yes i want all of their factions to be like that yeah you know well it's like it's orcs and goblins 
Orcs and goblins I'm cool with because it can be heavier on the goblin theme. It can be more fun and whatever, not like these big chonker orcs and whatever. Like you have more room to go there. But um, yeah, a lot of these like dwarves, just standard dwarves that doesn't exist in Age of Sigmar right now. I love that that's a thing, you know? Exactly. Or if there was fucking, you know, like true dark elves would be fucking badass. That would be cool, yeah. Anyway, it's a thing. It's a news item, you know. Has it really been this many years already that they they said it was so far out and it actually doesn't seem like it is, but cool. Okay, I don't, I'm going to, I'm just. You doing some live editing right now? Uh, GW put out a battle report for 10th edition. It is a cool 30 minutes long. It's a, a representation of what will be on Warhammer Plus, but they put a free one out on their YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, it's 30 minutes. And they also enabled the comments. What? Yes, you can comment on this video. And, uh, you know, no surprise, it is all fucking love for GW. And it's like, look at this. Like, I mean, I don't understand why it was disabled in the first place. Uh, maybe because they were using videos as a way to embed shit on their website and not as a YouTube channel. Happy to see comments on that video. Um, I didn't watch the video yet, but it had the two people that ran us through... Um, Horus Heresy and those guys were they had just so much fucking energy oh yeah so I can't I, I got to imagine that the presentation in the video is also super solid and that they're representing the hobby well wanted to have equal parts fun and also tactics um, so it's uh, it was cool to see all those things so speaking of uh, Warhammer and speaking of comments our next section uh, our next piece of news also attributes that because the original form of commenting on something was to send a letter um nice segue (laughs) and uh if you wanted to send a letter and uh you wanted to put a postage stamp on it now uh you can have a 40th anniversary warhammer postage stamp based off of the royal mail uh 10 commemorative stamps i think if i were gw this would be the point at which i'd be like yeah i made it <laughs> I have my own commemorative fucking stamps. Commemorative stamps through the goddamn government. Like, yeah, y- you guys are good. They feature pictures like minis of Chaos Warriors, Space Marines, but most interestingly, some really old, awesome art, including an old Rogue Trader piece by John Civic. Oh, so that's kind of cool. They're paying some homage to the history of Warhammer. I think that's kind of cool. Um, seeing as like Games Workshop is like, I I think it is the the biggest company in uh in england <laughs> maybe that, they should make maybe BBC they should see is probably bigger right what bbc i can't imagine from a profit standpoint it is um it's a uh, okay i think you might be right because it is largely government funded but i mean maybe from like employee count yeah maybe like the, what they should do is because this is such a big deal they should have uh the king uh, like dress up as like the emperor or something. They could do a whole scene. Are you, should Andy Smiley get knighted? Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, just yeah, like they could do a whole like a like a like a Last Supper kind of a scene with like the emperor and like King Charles is is you know is the emperor in the scene and they have like they have like his little his sons are like the little cherubs putting the shoulder pads on him. <laughs> Uh, you know, have them all smiling with their crooked teeth. Um, so yeah, that that's my uh, that's my uh, my wish. You got the stamp. 
Now let's bring it to the royal family. (laughs) In an effort to diversify our news section so it's not all fucking Warhammer, uh, Night Model teased some new minis for the Batman miniature games, including Vengeance, which I learned today is Bane's daughter, the Ten-Eyed Man, a man who can see from his fingertips, and also the classic outlaw Red Hood. Um, if you're into any of those models, we'll have the uh, thing linked below so you can check them out. I'm never, I'm always impressed with uh, their box arts. They always have the, the nicest looking models. Um, and with them transitioning from like pewter to trying out Sciocast or Sciocast, uh, it's it's interesting to see where Night Models is going with their range. Yeah. One more non-GW related thing I've got here for you. This is an interesting one. Atomic Mass Games. Uh, oh, yeah. Who makes the, what? what's the Marvel game? I keep forgetting what's Marvel Crisis Protocol. Marvel Crisis Protocol. Also Shatterpoint. Oh, they make Shatterpoint too, right? And also now Legion and Armada. Oh gosh, look at these guys. They have they have absorbed all of FFG's uh Star Wars licenses, I believe. Rip. Um so they released what they're calling a communications roundup. And it sounds like this is gonna be a more regular thing where they specifically uh they where they candidly answer questions. And this one's specifically around points uh, updates to their Star Wars games. So it sounds like they're going to have a more, a very transparent way of gathering questions and answering them so to the community. So it feels like there's a, a tighter connection. They're trying to establish a tighter connection to their player base, their games, in a candid way, in a regular forum. Um, that's great. You know, writer Goblin James said that that's it's not so much about this being a massive news point. It's about transparency and communication being a big thing. And I, I applaud them for that. I hope they keep it up. Um, I hope it's a way that's the kind of a thing that certain companies do that in the video game sphere. And you know, it's like really applauded. Um, and on the flip side, companies that don't do that, it's like. You know, the Reddit goblins will just fucking start going. Just like like that. Yeah, that's the sound that they make on Reddit. Everybody that's typing a post on Reddit, that is the sound that they make (laughs) while their keyboard is clicking. Um, Oh, no. That that is how how you you can kind of gain some um, connection and some, some, you know, some buyer. um, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't really know. Buyer confidence? Yeah, sure. You have some connectivity to your brand, and I think that's important. So good on them. Good on you, Atomic Mass. All right, last one. Warhammer Skulls 2023, which was hosted by Rahul Kohli, uh, someone you recently collaborated with, uh, announced the release of Space Marine 2. I don't know if you ever played Space Marine 1, but it was a very fun third-person Space Marine-centric shooter. Like You got to play as an assault marine, a heavy marine, or I think a typical tactical marine. I loved playing as the heavy rocking a last cannon because that was basically the equivalent of running around with a huge ass sniper rifle and just 360 no scoping bitches. Oh. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, but two is coming out, and also along with that, a board game called Space Marine: The Board Game. <laughs> and I looked, at, I looked at the article. And the picture that I saw was a singular space marine yeah. on a flat cardboard board like surrounded the- by like a bazillion uh, tyranids. And I was yeah. just like, Jesus Christ. It like, looked like a fucking Monopoly board where someone was playing as a space marine <laughs> instead of the fucking thimble. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, okay. I, I don't know how good that game is going to be, but it was kind of fun. But if you are a fan of the space marine a video game franchise, you're getting a second one. Or just play the Superior Gears of War games. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Video games. Uh, <laughs> what? You're fucking 
talked about WoW for so long at the beginning of this. You love video games. I do. I love I love video games that aren't like obvious uh, cash grabs on an existing IP. That, Shots fired. Yeah. Um, that said, Bolt Gun does look pretty sweet, so I'm gonna have to try that See, one. See, that I disagree with. That is just fucking Doom with a 40k skin. Yeah. That is a cash grab oh, yeah. to me. I know. I'm gonna play it for like a day and feel <laughs> like I yeah I did the thing, and yeah. I'm I'm cool with it being you know it's a it's a popcorn flick of a game that I'm not oh, like. Oh, there you go, popcorn flick video game. Yeah, okay. fair. You know? I could just sit down and play a couple days, feel like yeah, this was pretty sweet, and then eventually the the shininess wears off pretty quick and then i'm cool with just like yeah it wasn't yeah. that much money it's fine okay okay welcome to the end of the podcast thank you for listening all the way through we appreciate your ears and spending your ears on listening to us if you want to support the podcast there are many ways to do it john what's one of those ways you can uh whitelist this thing on your browsery thing so when you get the ads you don't get our ads and we make a nickel We'll catch you on the flippity pop. <laughs> yeah, we run, we run ads every 30 minutes on the podcast. And if you use a browser extension to whitelist our channel, you will see those ads. That's a free way to support our channel and give us, like, I don't know, maybe a quarter of a penny each ad. I don't know how much it is. It's not that much. But it does help. <laughs> and it's free for you to do. I mean, unless you consider your time and money, then it's not free. Um, other ways that you can support us for free is you can share our podcast with your friends. You can share our podcast with your mom. Uh, specifically you, Diane. Uh, we know. appreciate you listening. <laughs> uh, you can also review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us five star ratings only, please. Um, and you can also, if you got some, sure. if you only got, if you got some cash to spend on us, uh, you can buy our merch from our Teespring store. Link down in the description below. You can support us on Patreon, where you get access to an extended episode wherein we talk about models from other painters we love and appreciate and why we love those models. We give feedback to one of our community members, one of our patrons, and we also talk about new things that we tried in the hobby and have experimented with and failed and found some success in. So you get a little bit extra of an episode to listen to for about 20 more minutes. God, yeah, that was a lot of words. I know. You, did you say you can buy a merch? Yeah, you can buy a whole merch. You can buy a merch from us? You can buy a, maybe sometimes a half a merch, maybe yeah, a discounted merch. You could buy a mug merch. You could buy a sweatpants merch. You can buy a t-shirt merch. Yeesh. All those merchies. Those are, those are a lot of things. As you can tell, we are ready for lunch. Yes. And we go through... I don't really think about it until like when I'm driving home after we record this podcast and I'm just kind of like, man, I think I spent like eight hours in of energy in two <laughs> hours of recording the podcast. Do you ever, are you ever just like, man, what the fuck did I say? Uh, every time. Every time. Yeah. Like an episode will come out. Like I forget what I say like 24 hours after I say it. Yeah. But like the episode comes out like days later. And then I always get like pings on Discord. It's like, ha here's a response to a question you had. I'm like, I don't remember that what, question. What was the question? Uh, 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 you answer right now. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing. I will. I will listen to every one of our podcasts. Because, you do that? Yeah, I do. Because I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh shit! Like I'll find myself laughing. <laughs> and I'm like. Bad. I don't. I'm glad that I'm not like racist or something because <laughs> I would just randomly say something terrible. I still am worried that like my weird brain will say something horrible and I'll like I will like listen to it later. I'm like, 
Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Did I say that? Yeah. Don't, so Alex has got you covered. Don't worry. Yeah. No, I'm glad. But no, I mean we we honestly, I think I think back about it and I remember the things we say. I don't. Re- he doesn't like. Get our evilness in there. If we did, like you know, you come to Tup Live, you just know because you'd be there <laughs> listening to it. Yeah, th- there isn't a whole lot of editing that has to go on with the podcast, other than removing the odd pee break and also us talking about like business in between segments. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we talk about classic World of Warcraft. You're in for it, <laughs> like it or not. Get that roasted quail recipe. Make sure you get that before you leave Duratar. Strider <laughs> stew, yeah. Uh, okay, well, I think with that, uh, we should probably be done. So we're going to be back here in a fortnight. Until then, we'll catch you on the flippity-flop.